Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. It's Tim Heidecker, and you are listening to Hey Fan. Enjoy your morning. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name is Angus. And this week on the old Hey Fam show you're listening to right now, we're going to be talking Lady Ghostbusters, I believe it was uh, called, in theatrical she release. She it's busted. like Ms. Pac-Man. They just, yeah, it's not that, it's, and it's not that they are um, female Ghostbusters, it's that they bust female ghosts. A little known fact about yeah, Ghostbusters. I didn't see a penis on any of those Yeah, all, all of the ghosts in that movie were female. And that's, that's um, tonight, and no one was harmed. No ghosts were harmed. No, I, I stayed for that end credit. And... It's good to see. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some TV. We haven't talked about TV in a while. No, and boy, man, it's uh, it's almost like we're getting back to our roots. A lot of things started this week, which uh, yeah, HBO's you know, HBO's gone gone wild, and they've uh, Little Rock vehicle, Little Dwayne Johnson vehicle, which we all know and love, and we wouldn't be here today without it. I think we started Hey Fam so you could uh, do very very in depth. The show has changed more than ballers. Yeah, it's the show has changed you. Uh, podcast. There is no format. There is no. You know, segment And if it is It lasts three episodes And we forget about it Yeah, exactly But I like that about us And we change And sometimes We're we fickle. have guests And sometimes we don't This week we have a guest This guys. week we have a guest um, And uh, she is a return guest uh, She, You may have heard her voice uh, On our best TV of uh, 2015 episode that we recorded at the end of 2015, which That's was right. last year. Or you might have heard her voice on the podcast, The Incredible Lightness of Being Hungry. That's right. Which As is, she uh, is the host, and it would be weird if you couldn't hear her voice, because <laughs> then that's a really postmodern podcast. And, and as everyone knows, uh, she currently hosts the second incarnation of, uh, of that, that podcast. It was previously a male-run uh, podcast. Which one? Oh yeah, the that's unbearable right. You took over it and yeah. everyone hated it, and yeah. no one wants to speak about it. <laughs> but you know, we're doing our thing. We're sticking up to the MRAs. We thought we would give her a chance. Lee Tran Lam, welcome back to the Hey Fam Couch. Thanks for having me. Um, sorry, sorry about the intro. <laughs> That was great. It was great. Thanks. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. How many? Um, how many stars out of five would you give the intro? Um, I wouldn't give it the most hated YouTube trailer rating. How many which dislikes? Is like- <laughs> what would be the dislike to yeah, like ratio? How many ratio? thumbs down? <laughs> no, I I was I will give that thumbs up. Amazing. It was pretty smooth. I thought that was actually we're like well behaved. Um, yeah. So I mean, most people would know most people would know Lee Tran for food writing uh, at the moment, writing for uh, Good Food in Sydney, doing uh, lots of different articles about food and drinking and dining in Sydney. But you also have a, a passion for uh, for. Ghost. Movies and ghosts. <laughs> We've also got a radio show um, weekly on FBI as well, which you've been doing for I think maybe one of the longest running shows on yeah, FBI I think now. About ten or so years, nine or ten years. Now. Tell us about yeah. that old show. Um, they haven't kicked me off. That's probably all you need to know. 
Okay. Sun- it's, it's Sunday What's it nights. It's yeah. Sunday nights. It's called Local Fidelity. And, okay. Uh, and she has the incredibly hard job of figuring out which Australian bands are worth listening to and only playing them. I can't do that anymore. I used to be very passionate about that when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, you gave me an Area 7 mixtape. And then you were like, <laughs> dude, this goes for an hour. This is all you ever need. And I was like, yeah, he's actually right. And I'd be really good at doing that show if I could just only play old things. But if if I had to do that show now, it would just be like, oh, remember the Tame Impala album? And just play. <laughs> and I'd, but I'd play this like... an indie band called I'd, Tame I'd, Impala. I'd, be, I'd play like Rihanna singing, singing their song. And just every week, it would just be that and me explaining why that's a really important album by Rihanna. And then yeah. like, oh, thanks, Australia. And then that'd be the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't last eight years <laughs> or how many years this one has. Is there a reason why? Um, I just, I don't know, I find, I mean, I find given the amount of other different kinds of uh, culture that we ingest, I find music particularly exhausting. Uh, I guess because it is the, my, my main job That's is about to is say, DJing. is it because you have to view it kind of differently? Yeah, well, I mean, like, the, the last few years have been wild as a DJ because I've been like, I've, I've really just decided that I love pop music and, and, I, and all my parties are just pop now. And like even 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 halfway crooks, my rap party is you know uh, a lot a lot less kind of underground stuff that we used to do, and very much you know the 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 rappers and groups at the forefront. So I don't know what just with like, Levens from twelve years ago. Oh, like fucking these hate parties. me. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I I'm not so. saying because I, I like these parties. They are, they are a fun event. Anyway, it's yeah. not about me. <laughs> oh, no, I'm true. It's about all of us. We're here to chat. It's about Lady Ghostbusters. You. Guys. Oh, we're getting to that. We're gonna we're gonna be nice. We're gonna work through my. No, <laughs> we do. We gotta warm up. This is like the the support act. You know, we've got to chit chat for a while and get like our groove going. It's yeah, that's hard very to true. Hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah. What you do know? you think, Lee Tran? This is still. How would how would you start this podcast? I don't know, but should we just launch into no, it? No, 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 no. Angus has, has put his foot down. We're warming up. We're just chatting, guys. I don't want to like go straight into it. We'll speak about it. No, look. Yeah, there's a lot of TV stuff that started this week. We, 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 you know, we can make a line now and say this whole podcast is about making sure you we watched episodes of things so we can chat about it. It kind of is, though. It pretty much I, is I, that like, now. I, I don't know what... Um, like, I don't know how much television I would ingest if I w- was not doing this podcast. Yeah, it is almost... It sucks... In a way, it doesn't really suck. But no, because sometimes I can't switch off. Right. Because it's like I need to. You know. No, I can. But it's also like I'm listening, watching it from an analytical point of view, yeah. and taking notes mentally all in my phone. And I'm like, oh, what do they say? And then go back a few seconds, and I'm like, oh, I'm not watching this for pleasure, and that's fine. Um, it's not because we don't make money, actually. But it would be great if we did make money and could do that. And then I was be like, no, it's a job. It's okay. What TV have you been watching lately, Lee Tran? Uh, I watched the first episode of Mr. Robot, uh, yeah. your Roboto. favorite show, quotation marks, a show you've had very mixed uh, feelings Well, about. Uh, last night I actually said to my wife as we watched the first and second episode, which is an amazing two-parter. Um, oh, so it, it so starts it's like two forty-minute episodes. episodes. Yeah, yeah. Damn, Mr. And Robot. And I was just like, "This is my favorite show," and it Whoa! really wasn't my favorite show when Whoa! it aired. In fact, I wanted to tap out after six six episodes. Yeah, and or we so. all told you to stick with it. So many of us told I you. I found that middle the middle stretch of episodes in season one so hard yeah. to get through. Season ones, like we've said on this show a lot, are so hard so most hard. of the time. There are rarities. And then, I can name a few, but it's usually a slog. As, as soon as I, I had like a long hiatus between watching it, I, I loved the first episode so much. And then from that point moment, there were glimpses. Like I loved the um, aspiring rapper who gave a mixtape to that guy and then hacked hacked the entire network, you know, because I loved that thread. Um, Was that it, in... In season one. Yeah. yeah um, and opening, then uh, yeah. you really do need to do a recap before you watch. No, I just, I just said that because I know Joey Badass is in season two. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh. why I was like, oh, shit. I hope Craig, you're not talking about Craig season Robertson two. as well. Like, oh, oh dude, wow. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. But the, 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 the I remember I got past the, 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 the lull. It, got, it just felt like really miserable. I really didn't like the, the neighbor 
um, subplot oh, in yeah. season one. That's okay. She's she dead. Oh, exactly. That's why I didn't like it. I thought that. I thought it. Ended. I was quite shocked that that happened. You know? Yeah, yeah. Really I really, I like, I really oh, wow. hated that that happened. And then it was not followed really closely by another female death in the show, and I was just like, uh, but. And I remember writing to you. Luke you used to be an angry. I was like, message. "Why the fuck are you supporting a show where like a woman just dies at the end, is, is murdered at the end of two episodes?" Because that's in a what row. happens. But they were such interesting women. Yeah, they were such. I know, and now they're dead. Yeah, but when someone gets murder raped to two weeks by FK Twigs, it kind of makes it more. It's like a music video, but a really bad, like a nasty one. You know, <laughs> is that what happened? I, I wasn't. Remember when he was on the rooftop choking her, and two weeks was playing, and they're like making out, and oh, banging, right. and then yeah, he yeah. starts like. Patrick that was hectic. Her. I kind of saw that yeah. one coming, and I was like, "Oh, don't do this! Don't please don't do this!" And then I, that episode was like, I, I was like, I can't watch any more of this for a while. And when we came back to it, the next episode was a corker. It was really good. And then the second last episode of the first season, yeah, that was the best one. Was just like, oh my god, yeah. this that's is the one such that an incredible show. The flashback of him working in the shop with his dad when he was like ten. Yeah, well, because yeah. it has it was like follows the episode where he tries to make out with Darlene. This, yeah, that was the best. Pierce, spoiler alert for, for oh, this show's season been out one for of like Mr. Robot. Fifteen months. You You're should go dummy. watch Mr. Robot. It's an incredible show that's on the USA Network. I have a question for you both, and I think I asked you this today, but I I, I want to pretend I have you haven't told me an answer yet. Uh, I haven't watched season one and I really don't remember what happened. I know that there's oh. computers and it, like, I know the major things, but do I need, how intricate of the plot? You'll do I remember to straight away as soon as you okay. start watching yeah. it. Like, and, oh, and there's yeah. a really great little recap of the, Good. of the, because I'm the like, big, I am willing notes. to watch it again, but then I'm also not willing to get left behind. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to ask me, did you know that Rami Malek, who plays the main mm. character, went out with Christian Slater's stepsister in high school? I didn't know that. That's weird. Do you think I That's like totally follow all the celebrity rags? <laughs> no, I'm glad. Random facts. Yeah, no. Yeah, but well, I know he was rumored for Han Solo. I thought you were going to say that. But I, I thought season one ended really strongly, and the the equivalent of the post credit scene in that oh, yeah. was really insane. And just like I was like, holy shit, this is so much bigger than the story that we're watching. What is the faction? The other hacker group, the one that he goes to with the oh, I transsexual, forget, I always forget names, transgender, the BD Wong one. Yeah, BD Wong's character because yes. that's the with, White Rose. The White Rose, yes. yeah. And at the end, BD Wong was in drag, I guess, because he, he was as a male and was speaking to. The guys and something, and you're like, the, oh, what's going the, on? It's yeah, like it reminded me of like Eyes Wide Shut or something, or oh, so some big sinister rich thing. Yeah, it was great. So the first episode of season two, obviously, I don't want to spoil it. I can't, I can't spoil it for either of you because you we both, you've only watched half of it, Lee Tran, and and uh, Angus has only watched none of it. But this is just the crazy analysis you're going to get on a podcast like this. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it this 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 uh, this first episode at all, but it just like catches you up on everyone. In such a really well-paced, exciting way, and it just has me so so psyched for where this uh, where this season is going to go. Yeah, I was wondering, did you watch those episodes because they dropped early on various social media? No, I, I watched them both last night, one after the other. I watched it as one mega episode. So what do you mean it dropped recommend. early? Did they like leak it purposely? Yeah, so they purposely dropped previews for a short amount of time because I got uh, a friend of mine, Matt Vierben, was like. Hang on, it's on social media right now. But by the time I the went to episode. click on it, uh, I think just, the, just first, the first, the first half yeah. of, the, of the premiere. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then at the end totally. of it, it just comes up this big red intermission, um, and then you watch the, sec- the, 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 the you, if you even go to a. Uh, uh, less legally download it. It is in two parts. It's not as one big chunk. So, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, have well, you watched it legally? I <laughs> watched it. No, 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 I actually. I'm just, I'm just saying how you guys watched it legally because I definitely watched it legally. So Did you watch it legally? I'm very legally. Uh, iTunes. No, I didn't. I'm like, no. I'm trying to figure it out how you do it legally. So is it on iTunes? Uh, I'm. You know me. I'm straighty 180, and I watch it on Foxtel Play, and you can watch it on Presto. So Presto are doing this big push. What's Presto? So, weirdly, Presto is Foxtel's streaming network that's just a bit cheaper than Foxtel Play. Fuck. I know, like... Uh, What's Foxtel Play, then? So, Foxtel <laughs> Play is what you But get. it's not Foxtel, is it? It's not like the main... It's like uh, a streaming version of Foxtel, which you oh. end up getting if you very begrudgingly sign up so you can watch Game of Thrones legally. Right. Not that I'm talking hypothetically because I actually know because I did it. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Um, I know that you did it. Yeah, because yeah. I have a friend who shares the rituals ah, with you. Ah, yes, right. We have a, sh- a friend, rather. Yes. But funnily enough, because Presto are doing a big push of like, sign up to us, we've got Mr. Robot. Fox still play also have it, but they won't tell you that they have it. So is this why they're probably not going to be a, like, is this why Netflix will win? Like, because they oh, have sure. four different tier models I of totally. subscription. I think Stan is real good. Oh, Stan's uh, great. We, we've said it so far. You used to rip yeah. on it so much. I just didn't understand the need for it. I wanted Netflix to be the only thing. But you know what, guys? Monopolies are bad. Monopolies are bad. But Foxtel is in its own monopoly. That 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 won the cable war. It won. And I mean, you I can't think get OzStar anymore. You can't get Optus Vision. Optus Vision was so tight. Yeah, Disney Channel, Cartoon right. Network. Um, can I? So, how much is Presto? Like, what? T- uh, what, what I think Presto's the the old ten bucks and one month for free. This is really sounding like an infomercial. I no, would say. Curious, that's uh, I want to know. Okay, I totally get why people bag Foxtel, and I would totally bag them too. But in their defense, when I got Foxtel Play to watch Game of Thrones, it did introduce me to Silicon Valley. That's Veep, cool. Uh, inside Amy Schumer, John Oliver. So it actually, even though I like HBO, hate- so, yeah. introduce you to yeah. HBO basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fo- Foxtel is your Angus and Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah, like, like Foxtel is the only way you can legally watch HBO programs here. Like they don't even. You can get the season pass on iTunes, but it won't be available until the last episode is aired on this thing. Because I wanted to watch season three of Silicon Valley. And I was like, man, that's something I kind of like. I love that show. I want to get the Blu-rays. Or yeah, something. And then I'm like, But then as we discussed recently, it's like, how good's actually having a digital HD version? Like you've got it on oh, every device. It's the best. For the rest of your yeah, life. So, that, so that's I, my thing now. Is same I, here. I actually like that's why I bought Eastbound and Down. Remember, I was going to buy them all on Blu-ray. But I'm like, no, that's going to be obsolete soon. Like I want yep. an HD version forever. And uh, they, they, they keep making it hard to... Um, uh, you know, block your IP. I could, I've, I've had to change the IP blockers three times. Who now. are you with now? The same just, one, sorry, but they keep giving they keep giving yeah, you a new it, IP. It. And it's annoying. Um, but yeah, you can buy the season part. And I was like, oh, I'll get season three of. Um, that's how I was going to watch it, Silicon Valley. Because I was also traveling at the time. I was going to watch it on my phone, and it was just going to be easier. But then it says you can buy the season pass now. But on June, July, something like when the last episode aired, it becomes available. And I'm like, man, and I was I had a look into it and it's like cause Foxtel owns all the rights to every weekly so screening of this. It's insane. Yeah. But yeah, so my, my shitty justification for pirating now is I don't pirate I like I'm just gonna I what it's if, like I, don't if, smoke if I can that watch much. it easier if I can watch it easily, like I I've I I I've got HBO Go so I can watch HBO stuff and I have to block my IP and swap like log out of my Australian mm. Um, Apple TV and then watch it on HBO there but the streaming sometimes sucks us and it, and it will like because it's it's for an American audience and like their internet is so much better so uh, it's yeah. pulling down stuff at it like sucks. buffering yeah I, I have no sometimes idea. it's just not usable yeah but so if I download something and we like it and we watch it I will then buy it on iTunes as soon as it's available or I buy the Blu-rays hey, we've all got ways of sleeping at night it's fine yeah, thank you so much <laughs> um, but yeah uh, but so 
Suppresso is like their Netflix kind yeah. of thing. But yeah. I don't get why you'd even get Presto. Presto is like if you're too cheapskate to get Foxtel. I think that's the marketing so behind what do you, it. What do you have? So Foxtel Play. But does that mean you've got a box on your TV? And no, you can it's just like logging on to Netflix. Can you do it on your TV? Uh, yeah, my boyfriend knows how to do that. All right, but it's like, okay. Shouts to Will. Shout outs to Will. Oh, yeah, shout outs to fan. Will. Super fan. Uh, probably like our adopted son if, <laughs> if we were actually going to be a family Like Will, you and I yeah. are the dads Hey, um, any any people working at Sony that are listening And I know that there are actually a few uh, Will bought a PlayStation because of HeyFam Also, we're going to talk the <laughs> shit out of your movie Not because of Star Wars yeah. And also we're going to talk about like the hell out of your movie, Ghostbusters If you're listening If you need some focus groups, fuck that, listen to this Yeah, definitely listen You're going to have three intelligent Very non- woke individuals Yeah, non, non, non-anger-fueled Opinions on a, on what should be a big t- your big tempo film yeah. of this year. Good tease for what's coming up later in the it's, episode. Yeah, TSL. Um, uh, so oh, yeah, Mr. Robot. The the the, the first episode of second season second mm. season was like I think like hit the heights of, of season one and maybe like my favorite thing that they've done so far. I actually want to rewatch it. It was really really that good. <sighs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to discussing that with you at length. Woke af. Um, it's funny there 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 are like you know I'm, I'm it. it there are so many fucking t- t- TV shows to keep catch up with now, keep up with. Oh, it's hard. And you can be a person, I think, who can balance seven shows at a time per se, watch one different one a night as it's on, on air and then watch them again in that order. Or I think you're now with this binge culture, you're someone who has to like watch a series. It's yeah. like some people that can read several books and some people that can't. I can't watch more than one show at a time. Right, really, right. I forget intricacies sometimes and then I spend half of the time on Wikipedia. I have a great memory, but I do know that I'll like, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard for me. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I thought I would talk about some of the shows that we have started to watch for HeyFam and then never followed through. Oh, yeah. Because there are a few Preacher, of them. Preacher. Top of the list. Preacher. We only watched, did you watch any of that, Preacher? No. no. See, I want to watch it. That's on Fox Hill, right? Because of AMC? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I watch it when it's all out. Yeah, okay, sure. You'll binge that one. Yeah, I, I used to be someone who's like, I've got to watch this weekly. Like, that was me. Like, I always used to be that person. I used to, like, love album leaks and stuff. But now I'm like, and I don't know. I guess this is growing up, literally, because now I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, can you, can you, fade, can you fade that up a bit? That was, that, that was Tom. Oh, uh, he's got, now, now that Tom DeLong's quit Blink-182, he's now in the room at all times yeah, playing right. any we, guitar riff We bought Tom DeLong. We told him what we do. This is a podcast about aliens. <laughs> um... Yeah, now I just wait because it's easy for me to get it on a streaming service. If an album I really want to hear is a week early, I'm like, I don't want to, like, because I have everything, like, synced with iCloud and, like, Apple Music and stuff. And I'll be like, I'll have to download it. And then, like, plug my phone in and then, like, drag it to it. I'm like, oh, I'll just wait next week. <laughs> and, like, that's how late. It's not late, but it's also just, like, things are so easily obtainable now to even. And, like, the, the gap between piracy and official releases is so small now. Totally. It's and insane. I'm just like, oh, I don't really care anymore. But do you find uh, to keep up with the zillions of things out there, I kind of filter it through my friends. So if a bunch of friends all of a sudden say you have to watch a show, that's when I go, okay, I'll take that gamble and sink five hours this weekend into totally. watching it. Yeah, See, yeah. Not, I've got this weird rebellious streak where a lot of people tell me that. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. I'm not, I'm not, then, I used to be like that with Kanye albums. Yeah, I right. Actually, I actually listened to the one. Actually, I lie. I listened to three songs off the album that came out this year. You already said <laughs> online, I've seen you say how much you like the album. <laughs> Man, I don't know what to believe anymore. I just really like Father Stretch My Hands Part 1. It's the greatest song of all time. It is the song of 2016. So for me, I'm like, even if the album is the worst thing ever, I think that song oh, is The just album's excellent. Perfect. The album is tremendous. <laughs> sure and, it is. Yeah, it's great. Hey, but no, I, I'm totally with you. And I feel hey, like... I got best new music. That rebelling thing totally... Like what? Like is is a part of why I 
like you know I've never seen the film Magnolia and I love Paul Thomas Anderson what What? you haven't seen Magnolia that's fucking ridiculous and I love Paul Thomas Anderson just a really good friend of mine harped told me about it so often and never shut up about it this was in 2001 and 2002 I still haven't watched it to this day because he spoke about it so much oh, into the fucking ground. I watched like, that movie with my dad when I was fifteen. And that's like, weird. He was like, like, I know everything. That it, was, it was like a big deal for him to let me watch it. Whoa. But even though I, like, a teacher at my school had lent it to me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen the Tom Cruise scenes and I've seen the frogs. Like I know I could, <laughs> I, I could talk about it to somebody. Spoilers for Magnolia. There yeah. are frogs. <laughs> there are frogs. Uh, William H Macy's an ex-child genius. There's a guy dying, which is Tom Cruise's dad. Like I pretty much know the film. I've seen it probably by accident over eight different times. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's but watched I've, it for it's such a good movie. Yeah, I know, but I just don't just want, now I want I don't to want give it, it to I, him. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I want to watch Magnolia. Wow. Yeah, but now I, I want to rebel against you. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's that's totally a movie that you wouldn't love. Just buy you the like Amy it? Mann soundtrack and then that's wash the dishes movie. at the same time. Is that what the movie <laughs> is? More like? productive the use Tran of your time. Wow. <laughs> Do you like Paul Thomas Anderson though? No. Yeah? Not at all. No Boogie Nights? I hated Boogie Nights. Punch Drunk Love. Oh, I hated Punch Drunk Love really? so much. Uh, there will be blood. I just I just like saw a pattern emerging. I thought, why bother when I've hated all his other films? There will be blood's very I'd say that's very different compared to his other films. Yeah, my boyfriend's tried to get me to watch it many it's times. It's incredible. That's like a play almost. A that's beautiful. one of the few Blu-rays that he owns, I think. <laughs> that's what, probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I've looked at his Blu-ray collection. I just remember seeing that there. It's, it's <laughs> worth owning on Blu-ray. It's great. I would uh, just enjoy that. the milkshake reference. But do you get it? Just like I get the frogs? Do you just kind of get it and you just No, I just say find it, it amusing. All yeah. milkshake references are amusing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, from Kellis to <laughs> all the way to There Will Be Blood. So milkshake I only, references. I only watched one episode of Preacher. I only watched one episode of that James Franco weird show on Showtime. Oh, yeah. 11.54. 11.54. Whatever. How much of that did you watch, Angus? Four apps. I'm still going to watch it all. It's sure. on stand. I think I, I stopped watching it because I got rid of the the, 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 the the proxy stopped working, the VPN. Right, yeah, of course. Yeah. So then... Do you watch any of, did you watch any of that? Uh, nope. Are we in an travel? era? Is this like the 60s of TV? Like everyone was like, the 60s were great for music. Or maybe everyone just says that because they're on drugs when they tell us now. But are we just like taking so much shit for granted that we don't watch it? We're just like... Oh. No, there's too much of it. That's, that's what I mean. It's not about it being for granted. But that's it's what I mean. Like, are we taking it for granted? Like could tomorrow be like... We have to make when money When Disco somehow. came out, which yeah. I like Disco. I'm only using it as like a common, you know, thing that says it destroyed music. <laughs> uh, I'm, no, I'm just speaking about freaks and gigs, basically. <laughs> like the Disco. But are we going to go through a stage soon where TV gets terrible? No, because it's a volume thing and there's such a high volume. So on average, there's going to be really amazing stuff. Whereas before you only had like three channels. Yeah, we, we, we've already yeah. lived through when television was terrible. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's just that there's so much every. I find it hard to keep up with things. And it's I'm like so cultural much, homework, and I consume for a living basically. Like that's what I do, and it's I'm even finding it hard to, even like you know, marketing's gotten so savvy now that two shows could advertise themselves and they could both look amazing, and one could actually be a stinker. But it's like marketing's so good now, like trailer cutting is so good now. Like all they need is one big actor who was kind of big eight years ago. Like this seems to be the formula for getting a TV show now. Yep. You get an actor who kind of had a last AAA title movie out eight years ago in the show and you're like, oh man, they're back. I mean, you know, uh, Christian Slater with Mr. Robot, Sigourney Weaver in the Netflix series, Stranger Things. Like it's pretty... You mean the- Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, what did I say? Sigourney Weaver. Oh yeah, no, we'll she was just in later. Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. That's what I'm thinking about Sigourney. Um, and also that show was about aliens. I think that was actually... <laughs> You actually saw how my brain worked then. I really, really want to watch Stranger Things. Same here. So, See, that's what so I mean. Great. What am I going to watch? Am I going to watch Finish Fargo Season 2, which I'm loving? Am I going to watch Mr. Like, it's going to be really hard to, to figure gotta, this you out. Gotta, you got to juggle them, I reckon. Yeah, and i got to like 
go to work and do things as well. It's like really hard to balance things. Fuck man. I know. I hate my it, life. It's the hate. We just live in such a hard era of time. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't want to get an album leak because it's too hard. <laughs> So we're going to be those things from Wally soon, and you know we're going to be flying flying around in, like uh, you know, reclining chairs and, and drinking various like coloured liquids. Yeah, like that's it. That's it. Well, I don't mind, but as long as we're all doing it, I don't want to be the only one doing it. I find it interesting that we all feel it's an obligation to keep up. Yeah, it is hard. No, but like it's not an obligation. It's just like, oh man, I heard this was really good. I, I really like. I, I I don't want to miss out on the good thing. Yeah, I, I think certain shows, sorry, also like Game of Thrones, you have to keep up or else it'll be spoilt for you. So see, I, you have to be on top of I it. I haven't had that since Breaking Bad. Yeah, right. Um, and that was like the only show that I watched like current, like week to week that everyone else in the world was watching as well. And I remember um, uh, Diplo, while watching the, like, the, 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 the big finale where Gus Fring meets his end, he tweeted... Season four finale. He tweeted, damn, they blew up Gus Fring's face. Oh. That's almost as dumb as every other Diplo tweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone being like, what the fuck? Why would you spoil that for the entire world? Yeah, then I bet he like, if you complained, he said you had no ass. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, Lord had my back. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, Grow up, Diplo. You've got kids. Come on. Uh but yeah, yeah. So let's talk about what you watching Game of Thrones week to week. Because even though like you are the minority in this room, uh, because well, we're the minority in the world. We exactly like you, Angus and I are the minority in the world. But this we, podcast, yeah. we are the very much the minority. I think everyone that comes in here basically watches it. Yeah, I um except for Steve. Yeah, as a as a as a thirty thirty something white male, I don't I choose not to watch Game of Thrones so I can actually be a minority for once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like things are way too. I've never been shot at. I've never been accused of a crime, even white or blue collar. But you know, it's also like I also don't want to. Um, yeah, there's something I don't want to be part of that water cooler discussion at work every Tuesday, which I hear every like I can again. I have the Magnolia thing. I know what's happened on Game of Thrones. Because I have a Facebook account and I see every fucking think piece come up from Monday afternoon through to Tuesday evening and then every other day about what's going to happen next. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of like, I don't need to watch it in a way, but I guess I need to. That's a really lazy thing to say. But that but said, it, having you just said that, I don't, I don't, we will let Lee Trent speak in a moment, I promise, the listeners. Um, you can say that about Game of Thrones, you know, not being part of that water cooler discussion, but you are currently extremely invested in, I think, the biggest water cooler discussion happening in the world right Star- now. Uh, Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah, Pokemon Go. But that's an app I play while I walk around. Like, it's not like, I don't, I'm not invested. Like, Pikachu isn't dead and hasn't come back again. And in a really disappointing way, like some other characters. <laughs> yeah, in Cle- Clefairy TV never shows. held a door. You know I, what I, I mean? Like, that's, the reference, that's, but- that's a time killer. Like, that is something where I don't need to go on Wikipedia and research and find out is like, that something that you've ever done wikipedia for game of thrones is that a thing is i did it for game of thrones but we're gonna get into because yeah, you've already watched angus has watched you watched the first 30 three hours watching it. three seasons and you rewatched two the seasons once one season twice yep to give it another chance and then another season that was leading up to one and i was like i'm out of here and Lee Tran, have you watched it week to week from the beginning um no the first season happened and i had that resistant feeling where everyone was talking about this show and i just knew i would not be into it and Why was that though? Is it just something that was out of your like entertainment comfort zone in a way? Like you're like, ugh, medieval, blah, blah, blah. Uh, because the only people talking about it were guys. 
It was only guys. Really? And a few podcasts I listened to, they watched the first episode and they said it was a bit rapey. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm into this. Why was this. that? Because I would say like, like rapey is a pretty common thread throughout all the seasons, right? Uh, I was about to say, like, why would they say that? Was it the one of like four rape scenes in the first episode? Uh, the first episode is really rapey. Yeah. Like, and incestuous. And, yeah. Like, and incestuous rapey. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like reluctantly watching because it was in the background because my boyfriend was watching it with his friend. With his rape friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Will. And- you don't have rape, friend, rape friends. Also pretty sure he doesn't have There Will Be Blood on, uh, on Blu-ray. So <laughs> was the key like, thing is left is and right. Is this LaBelle? Are we going to get sued for this? <laughs> uh, so I remember no, like... guys, can I just say you should not have rape friends. Like yeah. I, I said that jovially. Do not have rape friends. If you have rape friends, don't listen to this podcast. They do have There Will Be Blood on Blu-ray. But, well, no, I don't have that because I pr- might I might have it. <laughs> and I don't have rape friends. No, no, no. I was saying, but don't have rape friends. Swap your rape oh. friends for a copy of There Will Be Blood First step. on Blu-ray. First step of getting That's what the government should, should Go bring out and in. buy There Will Be Blood. Buyback service. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's progressive. We are, yeah, yeah. we're progressive. <laughs> so... <laughs> shouldn't be joked about. Uh, I very reluctantly watched it and kind of hate watched it. Hate watched like the first four episodes. And, and this then, is while season one had been done see, and dusted. Yes. Um, and you then, were like watching with hype clear eyes yes and you know so skeptical and then i think the end of episode four something really awesome happens with one of the characters i think when catelyn stark pulls this cool move and you're like oh my god all the women aren't on this show aren't just there to flash their boobs there's actually they have power in interesting ways they just have to express it in a way that's not via a sword what was that move again uh, when she trapped Tyrion by invoking loyalty in uh, spoiler alert from something that was from six <laughs> years, years ago, ago, six years ago, yeah, uh, the loyalty of um, all the men that are loyal to her and Ned Stark. Sure, yeah, and I was like, oh wow, the women have actually actually interesting roles. And then as it progresses, the women do have really really interesting roles to the point that I think see this current season, yeah, they probably are the most powerful figures. In the whole world, yeah. Well, what about dragons? And yeah, dragons. You know, being able to blow fire does give you a massive advantage. And this is now at a point where the series has eclipsed the the, the books in terms of storyline. Yeah, George and R. Martin popularity. Like, I don't think that guy's ever writing another book uh, again. He is a slow coach. He seems like he would rather do anything but write more of this book. He talks a lot about how he is going to write it. But it's like I that. speak about it. That also takes him a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> I also speak about how I'm going to, like, you know, do my tax. Yeah. I don't do it, <laughs> but I'd like to do it. So I tell people that I'm thinking about doing it. It's interesting. Um, I heard someone say that they reckon he's probably a bit resentful about how the show has really, you know, skipped over him. And also, like, the books weren't ever, like, Da Vinci Code big like you didn't see anyone reading like, Harry Potter big like you never they weren't a cultural phenomenon I think they were always like fantasy people people who love fantasy loved it people who love particular books but the series is now at that point where they make you know like I'm surprised there's no Happy Meals based off it basically like it is so <laughs> Joe mainstream popular like not in a bad way but it's everywhere I'd love to see the Happy Meal is just like someone without a head and yeah, some blood head, yeah, and yeah. a dragon. One, one boob out. <laughs> McDonald's, if you're listening, I mean, come on. I mean, remember those Back to the Future sunglasses you, get, um, you got at Pizza Hut as a kid? Do you remember those? No. Yeah. man. I'm the second told, Pizza Hut reference you've made today. I one made was one off mic and I made one on mic. Man, didn't you guys have a Pizza Hut near growing up? Yeah. Uh, but talking about inappropriate 
uh, toys. This reminds me of... So I only very recently saw the Star Wars original trilogy. Sure. And you know when uh, Princess Leia is like a sex slave? Yes. That apparently was a toy. Yeah, I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've got a Lego that figure. Is, of I'm pretty her. sure I've so got screwed a, up. <laughs> <laughs> I read this. Well, she was she a, a sex, sex slave, slave, isn't she? Just Jabba, a, oh. Can you imagine Jabba fucking you? Sexy slave, I think uh, is what you're looking for. She was for. a slave. She was. She was like, and all the dancers in his palace are wearing the same thing. I mean, it's not. You know, let's save this for Ghostbusters. All of his sex dances. <laughs> but what's interesting is uh, there's been a new Star Wars book that's been written in the new canon, and uh, Leia. It's post. It's before. It, it's after Return of the Jedi and it's before The Force Awakens. Ben Solo is born, etc. And she's known as like Hut Slayer. And she's like got a lot of respect. A lot of people are like, oh, oh, she's the person that killed the Hut. And like, wow. so they've kind of switched this like, yeah, it, you, like I, it, it, the victimization is gone. Like she is seen as this strong person who murdered her to the point where they call her, yeah, Hut Slayer. That is cool. quite Game of Thrones, actually. Well, hey. Yeah, I love that. I want to read I want to read a book called... It's a great- as someone that that, that that reads all of the Star Wars comic books, I would be very excited yeah, it's to, an awesome read, book. to read a book called Hut Slayer. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, this book's awesome too. Um, Ryan Johnson actually had a bit to do with it because it sets up stuff for episode eight. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it sounds bad, but like one thing I really didn't... One thing I, I, I kind of didn't like about The Force Awakens, not that I didn't like, but I wish there was more about, was the political state of the galaxy about you know how the republic came back what happened with the like we don't know anything about that and then there was it was never discussed in this it was kind of like the originals where you didn't know anything about the politics but this book kind of fills in all the politics before the force awakens so you're one of the few people that enjoys the polit- political side of the prequels well use those six films it's quite a big thing you see republic become an empire by a dictator and it makes when you watch those six in a row it makes sense you see like how an empire is born, basically. But then you don't hear about any of those mm. factions again and they don't exist. And I'm like, what happened to the empire? Where's the, you know, where's the Republic? Where's the rebellion? And they kind of, it's not glossed over. It happened 30 years ago. But I kind of wanted to know, as the Star Wars fan in me who needs to know yeah. where... What happened to all those single, big meeting tables? Yeah, like where, like where I needed to know where everyone is basically sitting at any one stage throughout their lifespan of the Star Wars galaxy. I'm like, I want to know what happened. <laughs> and this book kind of explains that. And I think a lot of it's going to come back in episode eight because Ryan Johnson's come up with some stuff that's in there. Oh, that's such a big sidetrack. I don't know why we're... We, so- we're very good at those, don't worry. How, yeah. um, so you just recently watched the original Star Wars trilogy. Were you also... Recently-ish. Well, like uh, the last two I watched in the last year. Right. Yeah. yeah, for the this first a, time ever. For the first time in my, my, my life. My wife's the same. That's so shocking that it took nah, you. Nah, a lot of people are like that, man. Like, I mean, even even I didn't have, I, I hadn't watched the the original trilogy until I was like, I don't know, a teenager. Really? Yeah, yeah. So Pizza Hut and Star Wars, huh? My parents were just no, like, I, 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 <laughs> did, where did I grow up? Did I grow up in like anywhere USAville? Like, <laughs> um, I, I used to only get the uh, the Ninja Turtles toys from Pizza Hut. So yeah, I, don't know, I remember that. I definitely I, before time I, I ate pizza, okay, buddy. Land yeah, before. oh yeah, I like okay, those. good. That good Back to the Future sunglasses were in between those, I think. Okay, right. Um, if anyone's got any of these lying around, can you send us some photos? Because <laughs> again, I'm too lazy to pirate an album. I'm even too lazy to Google it myself. Um, but um, have you watched the prequels? No, I refuse right. to watch them. I've heard their bit. <laughs> I love this description of it. One of the podcasts I listen to, they say it's basically racist Muppets. <laughs> oh, um, just Jar Jar Binks, you that's mean. someone who gets upset at like the way a fly is buzzing. I think would we'll describe it as that. <laughs> and isn't it all about tax anyway? No, <laughs> but you get to say Angus this to a, me soon yeah. when I when I ask questions about Game of Thrones. Okay, you get yeah. you get to act like that to me, <laughs> yeah. so it's okay. Um, but yeah, my, my wife saw um, she, Bianca saw the. My like, wife. My wife, thank you very much. Um, 
uh, Phantom Menace when it came out in the cinemas. That was her first experience of Star Wars. She would have been like 13 Wars. or something. Yeah, and then she was like, well, that was fucking weird. And then I don't, she just grew up never wanting to see another Star Wars movie. Wow. So it wasn't until we started dating and I, uh, she, she saw the movies as well. I think that's pretty common for lots of people. Yeah, right. I, I need to expand my horizon. <laughs> expand your universe. Maybe I just don't make friends with people who haven't watched it. <laughs> Sorry, we're friends. <laughs> no. I probably would never watch them if my boyfriend hadn't kind of... But he's watching heaps of times, right? Oh, yeah, he yeah. loves... He watched uh, Force Awakens at the cinema five times. That's good. And he watched Phantom Menace many, many times. Same here. I watched that, like, heaps, yeah, I was 14, 13 when it came out. I watched it so many times at the cinema. Did you have the experience he had where the first time you aren't sure whether it's actually good or not, so you have to watch it again? Oh, I was 13 and it was a new Star Wars movie. Like, it was the best. Like, it had Darth Maul. He looked so cool. It had, it, like, I loved it. As it, I was like, that, that, it was made for someone my age. Yeah, I thought it was super cool. Yeah, it it's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's great. I, it, it was great. I was just like, this is the best. It was a new Star Wars movie. Like, that was exciting for me. So, at what point did you, like, you know, there was a sense of like, oh, it's not that good. When did that kind of maybe affect you? I don't think Angus ever It's hard for me because I, like, I know Steel Saunders, another guy, you're a big Star Wars fan and someone we have on regularly. It is hard for me to view them as, like, as someone who loves cinema so much and loves films and studied film and made shitty short films and stuff. I still can't view them alongside, like, to me, they're much more than a film. Oh, you saying like Alexi Toliopoulos? Yeah, I, they're just big. To me, the Star Wars movies are more than movies. I don't think they're movies. They're more than that. They're well, yeah, bigger than movies. That's what Alexi would say were he here, but I, I can't view them along. like It's like a football team that you go for or something. Like I, I have the same passion. And so when they'd been... My, in my whole life, I'd, they'd always been losing, so to speak. Like I was never at a time where a new Star Wars movie was out and people were cheering it. And then, so last December, I had I was like, it was like the little team finally won or something. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, people like this thing that I've loved forever. It's I, so I wish cool. we documented that part in your life once a week for two hours. Oh, it would have been like the Batman versus Superman um, we podcast did. all over again. We did. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we fucking did. We did it. Um, uh, so um, uh, we're, we're, we're meant to be talking about TV. We're talking about Star Wars, but hey, fam. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we always end up talking about Star Wars. <laughs> See, it's bigger than movies. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Game of Thrones? Do you want to try and like lead a case of why we should be watching it? No, because... Well, oh, isn't that why we had you You've spent 30 hours. I don't think anything I can say is going to make a difference. It's like some people don't like pesto. <laughs> no, no, I love pesto. Who doesn't like pesto? Well, no, that, it's like some people are going, who doesn't like pesto Game of Thrones? Pesto can be boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Tran's a vegetarian who probably gets fed way too much pesto. Sure. Yeah. So pesto is probably like... People probably think they're doing something really... You know what? Let's use pesto. It's great. People like, Angus, you love Star Wars. You love Harry Potter. So imagine pesto. Imagine the South Park episode where everyone tells Carmen he loves Family Guy. And he's like, I don't like it. Like, it's not for me. And they're like, no, but you love... Have you seen... You guys know this ep- famous episode of South Park? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very... My relationship with um, Game of Thrones is very similar to that. Almost like Magnolia. There's a big theme actually coming up tonight where a lot of people tell me that I would love something so much. And so they say why I'd love it. And then I think I don't like why they say then I start yeah but in that episode Cartman actually watches Family Guy and and hates it yeah I watched Game of Thrones yeah cool 30 hours of it you haven't watched Magnolia though I'm gonna no. I want to, I know it's great. I'm just doing it to spite this person, <laughs> which is a terrible way to live your life. Uh, in spite and with leverage. It's a, if I die, if I had a family crest, it would say in spite and with le- leverage. Is there any beloved TV show that's what five, six seasons in, like Game of Thrones, that 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 is the equivalent that it is for us for you? Um, 
what do you mean that uh, everyone loves it and I'm like meh or like that you like I've I've not even watched one second of Game of Thrones and yeah and I'm like you're too far gone don't unless you break your leg I wouldn't <laughs> even recommend it so much it's TV. the same thing I, I I really want to I want to watch The Sopranos before I die The Wire before I, this is the ultimate this is like the first world problems episode of of Hayden, yeah. I think <laughs> we get lots of um, really angry. Uh, Anti-Anglo fuckboy uh, comments on the our, shield. On our... Something I've also heard everyone's like, you must watch. Uh, I was with Cam James and Tommy Daslo the other day. And yeah, I know the shield. It was getting tossed around a lot. The Wire. Um, I already said that, but I really, the Wire. I, I, I really like the Wire. Is totally... I've never watched that. Wire's amazing. <clears throat> and that's yeah. I mean, there's just too. I, I feel like the time for catching up on those is gone because now there's just so I much goddamn good TV. In a way now, well, I think it's great to watch it now because it's out of this. Weekly cycle of think piece, reactions, gifts, jokes you don't get, but you want you see the hashtag hold, yep. hold the door for example. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's away from the cultural. Um, you know, you're allowed to view it with is it actually good eyes, which is what you were saying before about with we're watching Phantom Menace another time or something. You once you the hype does go away. Like a lot of things we're speaking about are so hyped. None of these like underground things at all. And I think maybe that's the best time for you to watch these things. Sure, we all know The Sopranos is great. Yeah, like, of that's course, a fact. thing, yeah, yeah. Like, we do know that's, you know, like... I'm not going to, like, suddenly, like, emerge after watching the first two some seasons with some hot takes. Like, hey, guys, like, Soprano's not good. Why, <laughs> yeah, why isn't it Tony with an eye Soprano? Why isn't it a female Soprano? Like, that's seriously... <laughs> that article would come out now. Definitely. In a way. And, I, I yeah. But, but you know, I think this is great for you. You can smash a season of something and be like... But, like, it's pretty hard to smash five seasons of The Wire. In 2016, I think there are only 10 episodes a season. So, oh, yeah. Only that's <laughs> that is still, that is good though. 50 hours. Fa- that's why I don't watch. I know like, that's almost as much as I watched of Game of Thrones before pulling <laughs> yeah. out the like the Flash and um and all those shows. I don't like. I, I have enough pro- trouble keeping up with the 13 hour long episodes of Marvel series on Netflix. Mm. But like the Flash, for example, is like 26 syndicated episodes. Yeah, right. That's fucked. Like, Plus, I mean, on top of the comics, you, you know read that, of like, all of these characters as well. How yeah, do you yeah. do it? <laughs> you know that the, at least like 10 of those episodes are going to be pretty not. They're going to be filler, and the last three are going to be good. Whereas something like Fargo, a 10 episode thing, you know it's going to be quality. Every episode finish, is like. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. I think Game of Thrones, a big part of the appeal is it's such a social thing. And I have a group and every week we watch it. We all bring food and we... Well, you guys used to do it in theme because, like I said before, we have a, sh- a friend who does this. And they were telling me that you guys, for the first few seasons at least, or maybe the first or so, you guys would have a theme like dress up and eat certain food and drinks and stuff. Well, like we're interpret characters in clothing or something like that. Right? I don't think we got that nerd level. Really? Well, they uh, did. <laughs> Maybe think, you guys just didn't notice. <laughs> I think we had aspirations to do it and then no one really turned up wearing Aww. medieval costumes. But it's also the keeping up. Like, without even trying, I listened to four Game of Thrones podcasts. And that's not even wow. me seeking it out. Is that, just, are they like reaction ones in a way? Like people that speak about what happened this week? Uh, or are they just are bigger than that? Yeah, some of them are reaction ones. Um, I The one I got most recently into is Entertainment Weekly. They must be the... Uh, they're basically Game of Thrones Herald because they report on every single week and you find out the crazy details. So you may know just from all the chatter about it, there was this massive battle scene yes, near the end in the of second the second to last, which seems to be a formula for Game of Thrones. I even noticed in the two yeah. seasons I watched, the penultimate episode is yeah. always the big one and then the 10th episode is always the, well, what are we going to do next? Yeah, type but of thing. it was seriously one of the best battle sequences I've ever seen on TV or any screen of any size. It was like the whole budget basically went to it that season, right? Like it was huge. It looked yes. amazing. Yeah. Yes. But it was just fascinating reading about how they did it because they had like, 
I think they were told you've only got like 20 days to shoot it, but they needed 40 days. And in the end, they got less than they wanted. And, you know, getting all these horses onto this hill, which was full of mud, that even just to go up to the hill to use a toilet was such a struggle, let alone with like hundreds and hundreds of extras. And you're, you're filming these important scenes where characters are saying important things and horses are shitting and pissing in the <laughs> background and ruining every single take. And there's a scene where, like, they didn't have the budget to do all the massive, you know, action set sets that they wanted. So they had a scene where, like, Jon Snow's being buried by people as a workaround. But that was actually amazing. But when you think about it, he's actually being buried in, like, horse shit. And, um, Did he die? No, he didn't die. Spoiler, but no, he didn't die. But there's didn't he already uh, die? Yeah, I kind of feel like once you kill a character and make him come back to life, you're like he's gonna be okay for a while. Yeah. Did you find the cop? Was it a cop out? The return for you? You know what? You know, I think I, mean, another- I know he went to Wimbledon and spoiled it because he had a beard <laughs> and long hair. Even though I know that, like he every, he kind of ruined it months in advance. Yeah, and he's kept the same hairdo for so long. Yeah, like don't do that. Wear a hat, you idiot. Yeah, I think another big part of why people are so obsessed with Game of Thrones is it's such a good show to speculate about and what the future of the series will involve. Especially and- now that it's eclipsed the books, like you guys can't like. It's gone from that stage. Like, you ever watching that- Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, and you're like, oh, I can't wait for them to do this scene. Oh, yeah. I never thought it looked like that. You know, you haven't got that one friend in your viewing group that's actually read all the books. <laughs> well, all my friends have like forgotten because the books came out so long sure. ago. <laughs> also, they're not. Sorry if you like the books, but they're not like apparently like greatly written, are they? It's like the shows are actually really well made and written and shot. Like they're probably maybe that's the resentment you were saying earlier that he has about how now it's so popular. But it's probably also because like. I don't know, maybe it's doing a bit of a better job of telling his story. It sounds like it is because friends who've read the books will be like, oh my God, this boring thing that took 80 pages in the book, they just resolved in two seconds on screen. Yeah. Maybe that's the resentment. Maybe he's like, well, you know, I'm into this. And- yeah. yeah. It's funny, it's like the op- um, with Walking Dead, I'm the complete opposite with because I read the comics and I've watched, you know, an episode or two of the show and I just find that oh, yeah, mind, show, mind-numbingly boring. Yeah. Whereas the comic, I think, is the most incredible like page turner. Month to month. Is that because it's... Did, did it do the same thing as Game of Thrones? Has it gone two separate ways? Or is it um, quite more, No, I mean, they, they definitely are taking liberties. So they, they, there is a lot of, like, source material used okay. from, from the book. But yeah. you're just like, this doesn't work in this format for you personally? Oh, or? no, it is so fucking boring. The show yeah. is just is just miserable and boring. Whereas there well, is... It's very popular, isn't there it? Is There's such an incredible shows. energy to, to the comic, yeah. Have you ever tried watching Walking Dead? No, I my level of... Um, being able to handle anything slightly horrific <laughs> is like Buffy level. Like Buffy How do you level watch horror. Game of Thrones? Is it pretty violent? Oh, I, lo- I watch a lot of it with my head turned away from the screen and looking at what my friends maybe are doing. Maybe you've only seen 30 hours. <laughs> yeah, maybe. When you cut out all the moments of beheadings and like yeah. babies being murdered, it's Look, I did like when they hours. poured like gold in that dude's mouth and that was pretty sick. Yeah, that was pretty I remember that's like the one takeaway I have. Yeah, because he was such a dick. So yeah. he was so happy he got killed. You know, I, one of the reasons why I had such trouble watching it was because I was wikiing a lot of not wiki, not spoilers but I everyone looked the same to me oh they're all like British actors they're all British they have <laughs> slightly wet curly long hair dirty faces and stubble <laughs> like it took really I did not know who anybody was yeah. I was like wait a minute is that oh and then I was like oh, I thought he was dead oh, oh that's the, like oh. I had a lot of trouble 
That's do like we... Harry Potter. We're like, huh? Aren't some of these t- teachers dead yet? Or some of these wizards dead yet? Um, yeah, that's yeah, why I, I think I need to read so many recaps and listen to so many podcasts. To then I'm like, then is it a good show then if you have to do that? Yeah, because we, did our, we did our best television episode of uh, 2015 with you last year and you did not bring up Game of Thrones. Because I think this year it's a lot better. Okay, right. Last a year, lot of people the, said season five from what I've heard is just like the lull. Like, it was a bit spotty. There were like episodes where literally in our group we were like cheering and on our feet and going like, holy shit. Um, but there was also like really horrific, uh, brutal scenes I've heard about well. a scene, which wasn't there like a rape scene that was pretty hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's it like watching a rape scene with a group of people? Um, and not- and then what's it like talking about it with two guys? <laughs> <laughs> but you know that show, you see so much in your face stuff. Right, sure. You know, where like a little girl stabbing someone in the eyes. Right. And I think it is quite a sadistic show and I feel quite uneasy about liking it. Um, but yeah, it, it's a problematic show for sure. Sure. Yeah. Do you find you have favourite people that write it? Like I know with shows that I love... I will like certain episodes that usually a di- one of the like a, a particular director's made it or a particular writer's written it. It's usually the showrunner. I mean, is, is has it got that? Are there people that you go, oh yes, they wrote this one, or oh it's shot by this person? Oh, the guy who directed the last two episodes. Yeah, a bit like uh, remember when you watched uh, Breaking Bad, like Michelle McLaren, I mm-hmm. think was one of the really great directors who worked on it. Um, his name is Miguel Sapochnik. And the fact he did two of the best ever episodes, I'm just wondering, like, when is he going to get an action movie? So has he been there from... Yeah, totally. Has he been there from the start? Yeah, he did. I don't know if he's from the start, start, but he did one of the best um, episodes last season as well. And one of the Marvel movies is by Game of Thrones director. Yeah, yeah. Thor 2, which yes. is very unliked, but I really like it. Yeah, I like Thor 2. I think you know, that was one thing we really agree on in Marvel, yeah. that we both like Thor 2 a lot. Yeah, because Loki's so good in it. Um, I found that this year, um, at the end of... Uh, I, see, I won't, I won't spoil any of it because I know Angus hasn't watched it yet. Um, season 3 of Silicon Valley. Um, th- I never really took note of the writing cast until this season, huh. and there were a lot of familiar faces on their familiar names, like Megan Amran, the um, oh, yeah, amazing oh, Twitter yeah. comedian and, and writer. She wrote a few of my favorite episodes this season. Did she do season three, or she? Um, I don't know. If she, I, I, sh- I should have done some more research before bringing this up, but like, I mean, we can talk about it quickly now. Silicon Valley. We have a lot of friends that. A lot, lot of fans that of, of the podcast that have asked us to talk about it. Yeah, and, I um, promise I will watch season three ASAP. It's so fucking great, right? It's really good, but I feel like the first two seasons raise the bar so high, and the finales of season one and two are probably some. Of, I would say I, some I, of the I, best finales only, of all time. The only thing, the thing that season three let down was I didn't like the finale. Season one yeah. finale is amazing. Still, yeah. like, if yeah. people even reference that. Analogy and oh, scene do, without having seen the show. Yeah. Like, they, 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 there's a reference to it in season three, which is fantastic. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you, did, so you didn't you didn't think this was as good? Uh, it was really enjoyable, and I think the difference was there were there was no one story that they staked everything on. Right, it was just sure. like quite episodic. <laughs> but it was still fun. You didn't feel, you know, season two. I had so much anxiety. Following that story, yeah, they definitely had the anxiety levels in a few in a few few key moments in this season. But yeah, I thought this was this is definitely the season of um, strengthening all the characters and w- making them more nuanced, particularly um, Ehrlich. 
Yeah. TJ Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, as of today, guys, you'll be glad to hear is uh, cast in the Emoji film. <laughs> Are you serious? There's an Emoji film? Oh, yeah. How did you escape that horror? Oh yeah, we've, we've talked about it on the podcast hundreds of times. Wow. <laughs> but, like, you're just asking for reviews to give it a smiling turd review. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, that's the tagline. Oh, no, the tagline <laughs> would, yeah, would be, yeah, yeah, of course. It's like, yeah, it's like you're setting yourself up for failure or, yeah. you know, an eggplant. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Although the smiling turd is a sign of. Good Endearment? luck in Japanese. Yeah. Wow. It's Japanese good luck. If, if your poo smiles back at you, it's good luck. Well, you know how it's a swirling poo? I'm a bit worried about how much I know about this It's emoji. a gold... Yeah, it's a yeah. gold... It's like, yeah. It's so, the, Asahi, the Asahi Tower in Tokyo is gold and has a similar looking thing, but it's, it's not actually poo. It's a sign of good bowel health. Oh, cool. The swirliness of that Oh, wow. As, as a father, I appreciate good bowel health. <laughs> but it was someone from Apple that put a smiley face on it. You can get... um. Lucky Charms in Japan with the poo, you know. Yeah, I used symbol. to buy I used to buy like um, pillows for my friends that were just big poos with smiley faces on them. It's yeah. tough. What happened to gags. that phase of your life? Why didn't I? <laughs> why didn't I know you then? <laughs> I'm sure you can ask some of those friends that are giving them to if you, you can have theirs because they're pretty. I'm pretty sure they don't want them. Oh. This, in Japan, there's this Asahi beard hall, and it looks like it's got a big turd on top of it, and everyone. Oh wow. That's super turdy. Yeah, super Great. turdy. Or kind of spermy. <laughs> um, should we uh, wrap up the TV conversation there and move on? Well, I was going to say a good segue is that Zach Woods from Silicon Valley is, the same one. is in Jared. Ghostbusters. Jared. I was just yep. saying Jared or Jared when you, when you talk about it. Also Gabe from The Office, as he is known as. He's in. Oh, uh, see, I've, I've never done the entire yeah, American in like Office run. Three or four seasons of the US Office. Yeah, right. Like I didn't know that. Half. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's. Far and away, one of my favorite. Uh, alongside Ehrlich, Jared gets an amazing arc in in uh, in, in season three of um, the character of Jared is so similar to to the character of Gabe in the Office. Like he's that very good at playing kind that kind of person yeah. who even to the same actually because this is such not a big spoiler because the show ended years ago in the Office. Um, the paper company gets bought out by a bigger company for the last final seasons, and he's sent out as like the guy to monitor. Yep. And that's basically was his role in. Uh, when I was watching yeah. Silicon Valley, I'm like, oh, they literally probably wrote it with him in mind because it was probably happening on the office at the same time. Yeah, totally. And he had a, yeah, it's it's very similar. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters right now, the brand new movie that's in cinemas now. Paul Fig. Paul Fig directed directed the reboot after it'd been in I think like twenty seven years of development hell. At one point, it was meant to literally be in hell. I was about to say yeah, yeah. Was, and the Ghostbusters three, what was it called, Hellbent, and it was going to be that was a screenplay by Dan Aykroyd, which would have seen hell getting too full uh, underneath Manhattan, and then the Ghostbusters literally went it, it, it opened up and became Manhattan, and. It was the... I think that was in 99 or something. And I think there was also... There may have been a subplot in there with handing the torch over. Uh, yeah, there's been there's been two, several scripts. The two biggest ones were Gene Stabinski and Michael... I forget who, which is terrible, but they wrote Year One. Right. Uh, they wrote a screenplay and that was about the torch handing. And it would have had Bill Murray's son, illeg- illegitimate son from Ghostbusters 2 was in it. Bill Murray was the mayor. Of New York and hated all of the ghost and like banned <laughs> ghostbusting and stuff. And the part of the plot was them getting back in touch and about ghostbusters. I was reading, I was reading a lot of recaps and a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, you know, plot summaries and stuff of these scripts that were floating around. Ghostbusters had been globalized and had a really shit CEO and he'd kind of pushed Egon, Ray and Winston to like having shitty roles and stuff. And it was kind of really commercialized, had a dubstep like ad theme song and stuff. <laughs> like it really made fun of it, of the global. And they had like, 20 cars and there was franchises all over the world but then yeah it, it, seemed, it seemed kind of great and then it was about uh, Cthulhu 
<laughs> on um, oh, right. Staten Island and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was really interesting. I, I, and then at the end, the Ghostbusters, um, all four of them ended up getting back together and had to cross the streams to get rid of it. And they're dying. The last shot was them playing cards in as ghosts in the Ghostbusters firehouse while the new generation were working. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I haven't read the script. That was a, that was a very, very brief rundown. It had everybody in it from the originals. Yep. Um, that was the one that was going to be made. That might've been the one that was the script that almost got through. And then, yeah, it was in crazy development hell. And then there's a, they had a crazy clause too. If none of the, if Ivan Reitman, Howard Ramis, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, for be it a reboot or a sequel at any time, any of them said no, the thing got vetoed. So that's what also what held it up. It was a crazy clause I had since Ghostbusters 2. So if any screenplay came through, any suggestion, any pitch, if one of them wasn't on, it was vetoed automatically. So it took... This is why this one is kind of monumental. Everyone actually said yes to this. Sure. And eventually it got to the point where Ivan Reitman, who did one and two, uh, who, you know, father of Jason Reitman, um, he was going to do this new one. And then eventually, I'm not sure if the pitch came from Fig first, but he said, it's going to be a reboot now. It didn't come from the studio. It didn't come from Fig. He said, we're going to do a reboot. So a lot of people are like, oh, someone's come along and made this new reboot. It's like, well, no, they all decided on it. They all thought it was best. And for whatever reasons, I'm, I'm guessing age. I thought you were going to say AIDS. No, <laughs> AIDS is no, it, it is not called Aid Busters. <laughs> it's not called AIDS. It is uh, it's definitely... Just Magic Johnson. <laughs> well, he's still alive. He's not a ghost. <laughs> he couldn't be in the movie. He lived through it. <laughs> But yeah, so I know that was a really boring, I guess, bland way, but that's just a really quick... No, that's a good, good recap. Of, that was a good... Of, yeah, good yeah I, I, I was a huge ghost, but as you know, I get passionate about certain yeah, fan- yeah, sure. fandoms, except Game of Thrones. <laughs> but uh, I, I threw myself... Uh, Ghostbusters was 2 was the first live action film I ever saw. I think I was th- 4 or 3 when it came out. Um, loved it. Loved, the animated series was on all the time. Then I had all of them on cassette, had all the films. I loved it. I loved Peter Bankman as a kid growing Great up. Great action figures too. Great action did figures. Did you ever see them, Luchan? The um. I remember the cartoons. Did you remember the, the action figures? They was like scared. You'd squeeze them and their eyes would pop out and stuff. And their, their hair would like fly up in the air. It was, it was like them that getting spooked and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I had like a Ghostbusters outfit. Like I remember I had a proton pack and you would twist the thing. Oh yeah, it was great. I love it. And I had an Echo, Ecto-1 car, like obsessed. And then didn't hear from it ever again. And it just got over the years, I think like, we were like there was people my age or people even older than me and our age but then it just got cult status it, like it was never like a cult film i thought before then it was like a blockbuster yeah like totally it made millions it was a huge it was the highest grossing movie of 1984 yeah but i guess for our generation it was viewed as a cult it became yeah. a cult like classic you put on because i guess it took so long for a new one unlike unlike a star wars where it didn't get that cult thing because it was like the new ones came out and the special yeah. editions and then my, my, it, the, there was like the, the, always this um kind of lie going around my school of kids that said that they saw Ghostbusters 3 <sighs> I was yeah it was on television last week it was well, well, of it was course like, it, it bypassed was, all yeah it, it was by- like like but like you know we didn't have an internet we couldn't look on you the couldn't tell. actually I was like I was like wow I've I've so many people have said they've watched Ghostbusters 3 but I don't know like no one Go can tell me when it's, who's in it or what's it, what's it about. You could really pull the wool over someone's <laughs> eyes then, couldn't you? Yeah, their uncles also worked at Nintendo. Oh, everyone's uncles worked at Nintendo <laughs> or at Disneyland or something. Uh, you just reminded me too then when you said Ghostbusters 3. In 2009, um, Atari made the Ghostbusters game, which got great reviews and is actually features all four Ghostbusters and is set two years after Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, set in 1991. In 1991. And it is, Dan Aykroyd still says, like now he's like, that's essentially what Ghostbusters 3 script became. And you're a new recruit that joins them. 
it's the first time Bill Murray did like it, it is everybody and I think there is a YouTube well, I know there is a YouTube video of all the cut scenes which go for about an hour and a half so you can kind of watch Ghostbusters 3 which is pretty cool totally uh, it's out it is out there if you're angry and you haven't shaved below your neck and <laughs> you live at home like it exists in a way and you're allowed to watch this story that continued on but you know what I was going to say the other franchise it, it, I, it reminds me of unlike these basically every other franchise which has been either rebooted or um, relaunched, which is, I guess, what you'd say Star Wars, is like Back to the Future. Should sure. be like totally now, if the new Back to the yep. Future came out with a new Doc Brown. I was think, watching it the whole time. I was like, I'm just imagining if it was like uh, a female Marty McFly and a female Doc Brown, what would the world do? And that's what I kept thinking when I watched this because it is kind of the closest franchise. Like it's big, it's nostalgic, it's very 80s. Like Ghostbusters to me is such a product of the 80s. Um, but I think over time... It has garnered a strange pedestal importance, which it might never ever deserve. Like, it is just a bunch of SNL guys being like exterminators, except it's yeah, totally. like I think it a lot of like I, I also because as kids watching it, we saw Bill Murray, the Hollywood actor. We didn't see Bill Murray, the stand-up yeah, the comic, or the exactly, up-and-coming yeah, guy. Yeah. We didn't see Ivan Reitman. Like, yeah, like all these guys were big. So we never really saw. Yeah, I remember, I remember going like, "Wow, that Dan Aykroyd guy is great. I wonder what else he's done." Oh my god, he's the fucking worst. Oh, like Soul Man. <laughs> Why is he in a series called Soul Man? Why does he have crystal head vodka? But yeah, it was kind of. I think that's very important when viewing this because again, it's a bunch of people who have been on SNL a lot. Totally. So it's, we're established. Angus, a big fan of Ghostbusters growing up. Literally but also that, you. yeah, and also the troubled history of yeah, totally. this movie today, which. It is. I was even watching it. I was like, I can't believe I'm actually seeing the new Ghostbusters movie because, fuck, it's been harder than any other film gestating for so long. 27 years is nuts. Yeah. Did you? Were you a fan of it growing up, Lee Tran? No. It was also another film that I watched when I was maybe 28. Right. And also something I watched because of my boyfriend. <laughs> I had a lot of... Uh, I can see why he likes his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had a lot of cinematic blind spots. I think I also watched Die Hard for the first time around that same so that's, time. That's, the, that's my wife's favorite movie of all yeah. time. Yeah, so, so Die Hard, I was like, that is an amazing... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Movie. Yes. Ghostbusters, I was like, Oh, that's the movie everyone loves. It just didn't quite translate for me. Like I found it a yeah, bit. Watching it now for sure. Yeah, it's just a bit laggy, and there's bits where I'm like, "Oh, Sigourney Weaver kind of has sex with a ghost, right?" And this is a kids' film. That okay. Actually, well, it wasn't <laughs> a kids' not really movie. Kids, yeah, but well, I, it's not a kids' I, I, movie. I've at told all. this story on Heaven before. But my, I, I thought it was a kids' movie when it when it first aired on television, and my dad watched it. While I was in bed And then said he would record it for me And every time a character right. swore He would pause it, it And then hit re- rec- rewind And then hit, hit record again So there were just these tiny like moments Where it would just jump forward a few seconds And you're like That's an interesting film technique yeah. Ivan Reitman has employed While making the 1984 film Ghostbusters What an experimental film Yeah totally but, that, uh, That's how adorable that your dad did that Yeah I know right it was a, it's a, Yeah I mean like when By the time I started watching it it was already a really successful cartoon. Likewise, um, yeah. yeah and, it was uh, great. I, I remember I loved... When I was growing up, when I was a kid, I loved the sequel more than the first. Have you seen the sequel? No, I haven't. So, the sequel is one of the first movies that I watched a little bit older and go and realise, oh, man, this movie sucks. <laughs> like, <I'm laughs> really? How old were you? Because I was four and I was like... This is oh, yeah, yeah. When I saw it when I was a kid, it was my, my, uh, my favourite of the two. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought that was the best one. Scary as fuck, too. Um, Figo scared the shit out of me. I couldn't go to art galleries, no shit. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. I couldn't go. And I remember there was an advert for, I think, like the Mona Lisa somewhere or something in the paper and... I was screaming at the kitchen, That's so great. At, at like the dining table, like when my parents were flicking through it, because any painting of a portrait freaked the <laughs> fuck out of me. And I used to jump behind, like I'd still watch it, but anytime he came on, I'd jump behind our couch and listen until it was done, and then come back out That's again. That's so good. That's I hated so it, and it's really scary. But it, have you watched? When was the last time you watched Ghostbusters Two? When did when did it come out on DVD? Like two thousand ninety nine, two thousand. Right, yeah, I guess then, I so, yeah. And I was fourteen, and I was like, it was cool. Right, yeah, see, I, I watched it around that time too, and I was like, oh, this movie sucks. I knew the first was better. The first one's the first one is still really watchable to me. Yeah, the first and one, I still think the first one is like, it's as watchable as like Back to the Future to me, which right. I think is a perfect, like... Yeah, Back to the Future is, is a perfect movie. Yeah, but maybe again, it's ba- not as Back good as Back to the Future that. 2 was always my favorite one growing up, and Same that movie here. sucks. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I think part one isn't perfect Ghostbusters, but it's pretty damn near perfect. Like, it's it's pretty amazing. Like, it's it's insane. It's lightning. So, it's literally was, lightning in a bottle, that But film. you were allowed to be, like, comedy blockbusters back then, you were allowed to be slow. You were allowed to take your time. And blockbusters now, you, now it has you to can't be do fast. that anymore. It has to be really fast-paced. And, um, yeah. Like, so, everyone's but, great. Rick Moranis. I mean, come on. How good is that movie? Did He's you, such uh, a moron. Who was it. your favorite Ghostbuster? Oh, Peter Venkman. Really? I, oh. I had to, yeah, I thought I was him. Right. Like, I was balding and womanizing and five. How about you, Luciana? Even though you weren't a bigger fan of the movie, did you have a favorite? Mm, not really. <laughs> Who's yours? Can you guess? Ray. No. No, Egon. Egon, my boy. I, I, Egon was always my favorite. He has what I still think is one of the best moments in any Ghostbusters movie when they're all um, turning on their photon packs and they go, Do, Ray, Egon. <laughs> Egon. And yeah. that's like, so, that's because he's such a dork. Yeah. It's so funny. And like, I still think it's like one of the best moments. Yeah. But their camaraderie in number one, especially, is just amazing. Like they're bouncing off each other so well. well he in particular, his depiction, that dry, 
he's he's an absolute nerd, but he's kind of really proud of it. Oh yeah, and, uh, he's and like an like, angry nerd. He's yeah. like someone who would hate this new Ghostbusters. <laughs> I really, I really, I don't know. I feel like you don't see characters like that anymore because um, he's not really he's not very hateful. He's just is like you know. He just he's almost he puts aut- importance in work. He's almost autistic. Own. Yeah, like yeah. he's someone who doesn't care about social norm or social convention because he's too yeah. far thrown into his work and belief of paranormal. Yeah. We said we were going to we said we were going to review the new Ghostbusters movie. We should hey, probably start no time, doing that. There's no time length for these <laughs> things. I mean, it's great. The, like Bill Murray's introduction is amazing. The you know that scene says more about a character like without then says more than a character of someone staring down the barrel of the camera going, my name is this person. I grew up here. Like him lying to the girl about what's being shown on the cards. Oh, it's fantastic. It's an amazing I also really love his uh, first scene in Ghostbusters 2 where he's hosting that crappy psychic um, talk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of like the the, the, the few really great moments. One of the scripts, uh, the one of the the several like Ghostbusters 3 scripts had him basically having um, the Tonight Show now. Like he went back to entertainment and stuff and kind of, it was interesting in every version of the script he resented the rest of the Ghostbusters to, in a, in a, to a degree it was a big subplot and I think that was very um, it was a mirror basically to what the public perception was of Bill Murray being resentful to ever doing another one mm. which was I guess at the end it wasn't really true it was just yeah. like a, a rumour yeah um, so Ghostbusters Ghostbusters the brand new one we got four Ghostbusters and they all happen to be female they are played by um, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, Kristen Wiig, Kristen, yeah, Kristen Wiig, and Leslie Jones. And Leslie, Leslie Jones, Jones. Uh, um, two of which are no three. How two, who? Who? Uh, Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones are on SNL, and so was Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig was, and Melissa McCarthy's hosted it a bunch of times, yeah. and has done a shitload of movies with Paul Feig, and so Kristen Wiig's done Bridesmaids with, with Paul Feig, yeah, and Melissa yeah. McCarthy, and Melissa McCarthy. Um, so you know, obviously, we don't even need to talk about the amount of hatred that this movie got just because there were women when when it, when it got announced. Um, but it's interesting, like the most hated YouTube trailer of all time. Totally. That's so crazy. Would have it happened if it was four new guys? Probably like, not. James as much. Probably not to that level. It still would have happened, though. It still would have happened. For yeah, sure. it or- still would have happened. It would have been. I still think it would have happened. Obviously, not to that degree. Yeah, not to that degree. It was somewhat, It was very unfortunate, horrible, shitty sexism. Well, like, that's all it was at the end of the day. Yeah. It was unfounded sexism and people who haven't grown up complaining about You're, people. People yeah. that think you can ruin a childhood. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. can ruin a current's childhood, but now, if you're you an seen, adult, your childhood could not be ruined. Have you seen the photo won. that was tweeted this week from the premiere of two girls dressed up in the new Ghostbusters outfits at the premiere and Meeting Kristen Mr. Wig. Kristen Wiig? And, it's, and the, the tweet was face. like, look at all of these childhoods ruined. And these girls look like they've met Santa Claus yeah. or something. Like yeah. they are, and that's just like, fuck off about ruining childhoods yeah. because you've so had a childhood exactly. and it's over. Like there's other things to worry about now. Like shut up. Like you can buy this original Ghostbusters <laughs> In any format for the rest of your life, shut up. And like, if I was a little girl, I would want to be Kate McKinnon from Ghostbusters. Oh, she's the best. She is awesome. Cool. All right. So, so let's get sorry. into it. Let's let's go, do, do we want to just quickly we'll do a, a, a pre-spoiler because I think we should. It, it, we're going to get the most right. out of it. Just to, so we'll just quickly. Um, do you did you enjoy this movie, everyone? Should should people go and see this movie? I think so. I had a ball. I laughed out loud quite a bit. Yep. I was very entertained throughout the movie, and I was like smiling for most of the movie. Yeah, I think think all of the actual problems I have with the movie, I have with pretty much all blockbusters today, including movies that I love. Especially movies made by Sony. Yes, it was, it was, that was, I think that was the biggest detriment to it was the fact that Sony made it. I've seen this movie before in a way and it was called, you know, 
the Amazing Spider-Man, like the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, and like, I think like yeah, like Sony's the only fucking studio that still makes movies where they team up a rock band with a rapper to do the theme song. Yeah, because like, someone's kid, like a kid's, like one of the CEOs, like the kids who I haven't seen for ten years, has probably never seen that. Like that, you know, that that they've. Three times divorced And they're like What bands did my kids like When they were growing up Oh yeah Fallout boy Or whatever You know what I mean I'll get in touch with my kids again Who's the biggest rapper right now Missy Elliott right What was that poster In my 14 year old daughter's room 20 years ago <laughs> Missy Elliott Yeah I, I, I want to reconnect to my kids I'll put it on the soundtrack Like yeah It was very that The, the studio problems Were problems that I had But um, I think everyone should see it Yeah I, I felt it was weird That it, people had like Pre-package their hatred for the movie because it is such a blatant crowd pleaser. Yeah, okay. like it's so meant to be entertaining and delightful. It's dumb and goofy. Yeah, and so is the original. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And Even though, like, on principle, before I watched, I was like, oh, I just really want to like it because I don't want a bunch of whingy dudes to be right and to like rule over what we get to see at the movie. Hundred yes. percent. Same here. Yeah, I, I, I was, I loved seeing yeah. it. Uh, I love seeing a bunch of guys and girls in the cinema lo- enjoying it and loving it. And I was like, well, this is how it should be. It shouldn't matter who you are or what you are or what you do. Like, it's just a dumb comedy. And like, why is everyone spe- expelling so much energy speaking about a comedy about people who make jokes and bust, joke- uh, bust ghosts? <laughs> yeah. And don't go and say, you know, the first one's a masterpiece. Because it's not. It's like a dumb, goofy movie about SNL actors catching ghosts. It's a really, it's a really enjoyable, ghosts. goofy movie. Yeah, 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 and it's definitely a product of its time. You should be way more angrier about Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was speaking to a friend today and I was like, wouldn't it be great if we just did a podcast, like 100 episodes, all about Blues Brothers 2000. Like every aspect of it, like, and I'll save that for another time. But I think that's an amazing idea for a podcast. Just get in touch with every extra, any, anybody, and just try to find yeah, out and why. Yeah, with, the, with the aim to record 2,000 episodes of, about Blues Brothers 2000. Amazing. And every episode is episode 2,000. There's no way to track when which one came out. Best thing about that movie, it came out in 1999. Like, were they planning for the VHS release to be the big one everyone remembered? I don't know. Um... I will. It's not a track because Dan Aykroyd's in it. I know. I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> also, I brought it up, so it's my fault. Um, I will say that, um, and I'll go into it later once we go. Oh, should we put these on? Past the spoiler threshold. Oh yeah, Ang- Angus. Can you brought, describe? <laughs> Angus brought us some um, some fedoras to wear um, while we talk about this as uh, as men's men's rights activists. Uh, just fundamentally against the idea of uh, of Lady Ghostbusters, which we're not at all, and we never have been. If <laughs> but you hey, to- l- love wearing a fedora from time to time. <laughs> yeah, and love telling ladies what, I, what, they, what they should think. How about instead of us wearing each of one each, just Lee Tran should wear both of them. Yeah, do you <laughs> want to be the MRA? Yeah, of course. All right, put them on. Uh, we've got a, we've got a, one which can only be described <laughs> as Jim Carrey as the mask green, <laughs> and the other one which says Blues Brothers go Hawaii. Uh, I'm already black. feeling ten thousand times more angry and ready to register. That's my bile online. What's the diabetes you get from eating? <laughs> type 2? Sure. <laughs> That's just the type 2 diabetes. <laughs> wow. Um, I will say, and I'll go into it. Actually, we, we should hit, 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 hit that motherfucking spoiler button from this point oh, forward. Oh, so this is... Wait, no. What did you think? Do you think people should go see it? I really do. But yeah. I think the biggest problems in this were its attempts to tie into the earlier franchise. Oh. But the weakest moments in the movie was whenever they you know, had a cameo from someone in that movie. With a few excep- exceptions. No, I was like, it needs to be... A, I, I think that from the original trailer, we've spoken about this on Hey Fam, I had a lot of problems because it was a lie it said 30 years ago in new york this happened it's back again we were like oh it, it, to me it was playing on that good valued trust of an audience member 
assuming that this is going to be the third film. And it wasn't. The trailer lied to you. It's like, this has happened before. But in this new Ghostbusters universe, which has clearly severed itself from the continuity and timeline, it's a good, like the other Ghostbusters never happened, the other films. It never happened. This is the first time ghosts have ever been seen because that was Paul Feig's reasoning. He's like, oh, it'd be a bit stupid if we're doing a new Ghostbusters now. Like, what about all the ghosts that have been around forever? Like, it should be the first. That was his reasoning for doing a reboot. I don't know if I agree with it or not, but his reasoning was it'd be dumb if people had seen ghosts before and there's been Ghostbusters that invented this technology before. He wanted these new characters to be the ones to invent these new gadgets. And I'm like, that's okay. That's a fine in-universe explanation. But sever yourself off and be completely clean from what became for it. Don't have designs of ghosts that are in the one and two in this film unexplained. Don't like be original. How hard is it to come up with a cool new ghost? Don't have the camera. Like don't use the theme song. Don't have the car. Don't have, don't go to the side of the, like actually the only throwback I really liked was when they went to the firehouse and just made the joke of like, Oh, this would cost $21,000 a month to (laughs) actually have. Like it's not a dump. And, to me, I was like, I hope that's the only reference. Oh, God, there were so many. And Bill Murray looks like he was phoning a phone that phoned it in. But it was still man- still managed to be more enjoyable than Dan Aykroyd's fucking cameo. The fact When Dan Aykroyd literally looked down the barrel of the camera and said, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I ain't ghosts, afraid of no ghosts. I was like, I, I loathe that with every inch of my body. And like, just don't have these guys in it. No. Sever yourself off. Was- I, and if it was an attempt to offer an olive branch to the MRA neckbeard people... It's going to make them angrier because have them as the... Like, I just found it was... And I, we've said this before. I've said this at great length. We've seen a franchise handle nostalgia so well recently. It was called Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. I was going to ask, why do you not have issues with the fan service in Force Awakens? Because Harrison Ford doesn't go, look at this stupid old ship, the Millennium Falcon. I would never be the captain of that and be a different character. Mm. Like, he is Han Solo. He's existed for 30 years within this timeline. But... He's not the main character of this film. A girl is Ray and Finn and he they pass the torch to them and it's done like how stupid would you be to sever such iconic characters as like Darth Vader? Like and it wasn't a reboot. None of nothing in that you would, I would I would say nothing is entirely fan servicey either. It's it it's oh, it, it's, it's, it's world the, building as well as being fan service. Fan service would be Luke Skywalker was in every single scene being the biggest powerful Jedi ever. Like <laughs> that would have been fan service. Like but it was It knew Star Wars had the impossible task of attracting a whole new generation of fans while having three generations of fans be pleased, which I think it did overall. Uh, And I think it did it well. And like, it would be literally like having Harrison Ford in it, but as like a guy who pumped gas into the Millennium Falcon and make a joke about like, oh, I'd never pilot that thing. And it's like, oh, I get get it because you piloted it 30 years ago. That's fun. Like, that's terrible. That's cheap. That's disgusting. Or have like Chewbacca try to talk to him and be like, sorry, I don't speak Wookiee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or have Mark Hamill like pretend to use the force and it not work. Like, it's just dumb. Or like have Carrie Fisher and someone call her, hey, princess, come over here. She's like, I'm not a princess. And like all the cameos in this new Ghostbusters just reminded me of if that happened in the new well, Star Wars. excuse me, princess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now that I would actually like. Um, yeah, I think it needed, if it wanted to be this brave new world of a whole new Ghostbusters, it should have... I don't want to say have the balls or the guts, but it should have really severed itself from the other ones and not have one or five cutesy cameos, which it ended up having. Because uh, I felt watching Force Awakens, like going to a midnight screening and, you know, hearing the crowd go like, yeah, whenever someone says like, oh, what's that pile of junk and it's a Millennium Falcon. That felt really fan servicey to me, but people seemed cool 
Yeah, that. I was so with that in particular. I was that was like was the, that was the highlight of the entire movie for me. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's yeah. fan service. But yes. it's fan service done right. It's not the Millennium Falcon driving to the camera and winking and flying back. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's not the it's not the Millennium Falcon spelling "May the Force be with you." Like they had the catchphrase uttered from the other films down the barrel of the camera in this one by Dan Aykroyd. Like, yeah. I felt like grabbing well, not, Dan not, Aykroyd. Not, not the catchphrase. It was the, the tagline of sorry, the movie. Sorry, that's what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. felt like grabbing him and say, "Let it go, old yeah. man." <laughs> like, stop doing this. Like, that's sad. Also, that. Like, you know, that heap of junk and then it turns out to the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon is then in the rest of the movie. It wasn't this, like, tiny moment that it's yeah. forgotten about for the it's whole rest of the ship. story. You need it. Yeah, it was just, like, a brilliant intro to, to like, you know, not actually a character, but, like, a And very also, it was the reason it. why Han and Chewbacca were in the film, because they've been tracking it for years. And they're like, yeah. oh, shit, it appeared on our map again. Let's go get it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it served a purpose. So, from what a fan I... fan service purpose. Yeah. But it was done really well. Yeah. It so- wasn't, yeah. From what I read, the one of the co-writers, Katie Dippold, yes. who was from Parks and Recreation. And she also wrote uh, The, the Heat. Heat. Yeah, yeah, she wrote The Heat. Another film by Paul Feig. And yeah. She, she's a great writer. She's yeah. Hilarious. I mean, interesting story because, just going to backtrack for a while, because I feel like the most similar pop culture... I can't take it seriously. You're wearing two fedoras. I just want to say that. And <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. Don't but, worry, guys. I took photos. I'll put them on our page. <laughs> uh, in terms of like the pop culture response to female Ghostbusters is very similar to when Bridesmaids came out a few years ago and there was this whole debate over like, can women be funny? See, I, 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 I can't remember that part of it. I just remember oh, really? everyone being like, women are fucking funny. Yeah. And that's all I... Maybe I can't remember... I, I probably don't remember the lead up, but I do remember... No, I believe you guys had happened. That's what yeah. I was saying. But I also remember the like the in principle like wishing that bridesmaids would be really good so that you didn't have all these haters going like, oh well, women can't be um, you know leads in a, a blockbuster yeah. comedy because they won't make any money. So- totally, which is why we've seen Black Widows never had a film or several characters who deserve not deserve, but several characters who should have their own films and. Because their male counterparts have films should yeah. and they don't and yeah. it's terrible and yeah, yeah it was a hor- it's a horrible debate yeah. and it shouldn't even be up for discussion yeah and thank God bridesmaids made a lot of money funniest movie the last ten years yeah the, the, the greatest use of the word cunt in cinema oh, amazing <laughs> greatest diarrhea scene in a film <laughs> greatest plane scene in a film greatest Tim Heidecker of a, like cameo like yes. the movie's incredible yeah it's such a perfect comedy yeah but interesting uh, to note that. Katie Dippold wrote um, The Heat. It, the Heat. It was, was then a follow-up. Well, no, not follow-up, but that was the next film Paul Feig directed. Well, yeah, she wrote it. It was at the time called Untitled Female Buddy Cop Movie. <laughs> I wish uh, it was called that when it came <laughs> out. That would have been great. And when she wrote it and kind of like shopped it around, people were like, got to see how Bridesmaids does. Because if it doesn't do well, like your film has like no chance of being made. Heavy. And luckily That's it did fucked. do really well. And poor Feig was um, looking for something to do after Bridesmaids, which yeah. was quite a hit. And he was working, he was going to work on Bridget Jones' Diary 3, of <laughs> all things. Poor Feig, please. Yeah, but luckily, luckily. But he's going to reboot it and have it called Bobby Jones. It was going to be a guy. <laughs> and it was going to be Hugh Grant. It was going to be Liz Hurley was the, the yeah. Actually, yeah. that's pretty mate. Let's do a postmodern uh, Bridget Jones except reversal of roles. I love it. Uh, luckily, it just didn't work out. Luckily. And um, he ended up getting um, sent the uh, Katie Dippold film. Very which serendipitous. Then, yeah, which then ended up being The Heat and they teamed up and that's on Sandra that. Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. And she actually wrote a sequel to that, but Sandra Bullock refuses to do it because she's just been burnt. Because of sequels. Speed 2. 
Uh, probably and geniality and too. probably yeah I'd say she's been oh, burnt by sequels not burnt by the heat burnt by sequels no the heat did really well the heat made a lot of money yeah but interesting note she said when she wrote Ghostbusters because mm. uh, understandably there's been a lot of criticism of the Leslie Jones character being not the scientist like being the I remember the f- I remember when the trailer came out you're like apparently she's a scientist I'm like I don't think she is and I remember <laughs> just thinking like I think I need to wait till the movie comes out to see and she certainly wasn't no. a scientist she was as and this is another line I hate in the movie I lack a lot of non-fiction. Like, it was yeah. literally her saying, like, I am a knowledge bank. And I was like, don't say that. that was, I really didn't like yeah. that line. But that character was originally written for Melissa McCarthy. In I mind. read that. I did read that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Then so they I was decided. like, oh, okay, that kind of changes it a little bit. Yeah. You know, not that it isn't problematic, but... I still find it hard that... I don't know. I, I don't think we need an everyday man Ghostbuster either. That was just my I, think, I guess, yeah. Because, I mean... Ernie Hudson certainly didn't really play. I mean, he was—he definitely was more blue collar as far as his profession. Totally. He was a guy just looking for a job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 he had no passion for it, or he probably didn't even believe it. But he was just like a guy looking that answered a call. Yeah. Where at least Leslie Jones is like, oh fuck, I've seen ghosts and I like hanging out with you guys. Can I have a job? And yeah, she was. I really liked Leslie she Jones. She was awesome. I, I thought she was I, really funny. Had some of the best well, lines. Some of her dialogue felt like it was written by a white person, though. Uh, which, 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 oh hell no. Was yeah, it? yeah, and like your ass is blah blah blah. I was like, people don't say that. Like, yeah. Or oh, this is like freakier than an Usher concert. <laughs> I was like, why is that in them? But, uh, yeah, no, that, that that's really good. I didn't know. And also, what's interesting too is. This ties in with the, heat, uh, I guess, the development of the heat with Katie Dippold was for a long time. If a, a big budget movie bombed, which hinged on uh, a female lead, that female lead was considered the blame. Like yes. Shelley Theron took years to bounce back, bounce back. So it's a horrible phrase. But after Aeon Flux, uh, Aeon bombed. Uh, she was the one that took the fall. You know, yeah. a lot of not took the fall, but it's the immediate horrible dinosaur ran studio model that Sucks. will point the finger to blame to the female lead. And then yeah. look how many fucking terrible movies Tom Cruise has done. Or Adam years. Sandler. No, Adam Sandler right. can still make <laughs> no, films. No, don't use Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is sick. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Yeah, use Adam Sandler. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise actually... was the last samurai. <laughs> Come on, he's got to... Yeah, man, it's all right. It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is like Star Wars. He's not really an actor. <laughs> he's just kind of like, you can't grade him. He's like a weird priest thing. Like, you have to like, let him be. Hey, he's... man, you're the one who hasn't seen Magnolia, not me. No, I've seen his scenes. <laughs> it's a great short movie. It's Magnolia's <laughs> Thomas Paul Anderson's best short movie just about Tom Cruise. Uh, something I found really interesting because uh, Paul Feig, Feig, I never know how to say it. Let's say Feig. Feig, Paul Fieri. Feig. Paul Fieri. <laughs> Let's call him Paul Fieri, yeah. Paul Fieri. Um, Ghost Town. <laughs> in an interview, he said that, you know, like a lot of these movies we see made by like Judd Apatow and Adam McKay and all that, they do a lot of comedian table reads. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, no, I don't believe believe in those because what comedians find funny is not what the average the person finds, finds funny, funny. Sure. and that he believes in like rigorous audience testing and i think that's the reason why his films feel really tight compared to those other movies where you just got laggy so i found this movie i needed a few i mean and i know there's a new a cut coming out later that the, the Zack snyder cut there's a <laughs> version coming out with 18 more minutes in it I thought it was too long as is. See, I just, well, one of the, the only other problem I had besides, and look, I really liked the movie and we're going to go yeah. into why we liked it, I'm sure. Yeah. But I'm just, right now I'm holding up a card that says I didn't like the, 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 the meet you halfway nostalgia fan service. It needed to be all or nothing. Even if they were the old Ghostbusters and got a call once or something and were like, 
you know, if, if if they were the original Ghostbusters, I would have liked it for like a scene, I, or I would have preferred no reference at all. I loved Ernie Hudson coming up as as her uncle at the end. Yeah. It was okay. Like I didn't need that, but like it was fine. Like as far as the cameo goes, that worked as a cameo. And Sam, I was so also to, sick of the cameos by that stage too. Well, I also enjoyed the receptionist. Her her Annie cameo Potts. was really good. And that was what's her name? What's her name? Annie Potts. Cool. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Plain Janine. What else has she been in besides Ghostbusters? Oh, she was in lots of sitcoms yeah. in the eighties. But yeah, but well, especially should answer. You're both as sexist as I am. <laughs> <laughs> but again, uh, was that before? Our, uh, was she the first or second character to say their catchphrase down the barrel of the camera? Because uh, what do you want? Like that was yeah, her line, and it's the. That's first- not so much of a catchphrase. No, me. she was no like that's what she answered every call with in Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just when I heard her say, it, I was like, "Why did you say that?" It was yeah. just, I thought I don't know. I, th- I thought as far as like they were both two passable cameos. It was either Although, the worst cameo. It was Dan Aykroyd. No, the worst cameo is Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, Why yes, the fuck was he even right. in this movie? That was a horrible. That was so <laughs> whack. That was the worst moment. It was so not needed. Sharon, <laughs> I'm having a flashback. It just, um, it just I don't know. These cameos to me, knowing about the the veto, knowing about that contractual clause, it just makes me think: was it? a weird olive branch from studio execs by a committee by Paul Feig. Like, I'm re- I really want to know the story. I'm sure it'll come out soon. Why those cameos appeared. Was it part of the original Ghostbuster actors contracts? Because this movie could have functioned so no, fine. I think it was them. fully crowd pleaser. You know, just, but it didn't just, create the, pl- like, look at, they didn't create the playoffs. No, it didn't. It didn't please the crowd at all. If anything, it's angering the crowd, especially the angry crowd, because it's like, Oh, now you're just, sh- You've got the actors, you've got them together, but you're not even giving us them as the ones we want them to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't was expecting a, that many of them, but like I was definitely expecting at least I knew that Murray to show up. I knew they were coming. Um, I was just, I, I think it's honestly nostalgia by oh, Sigourney Weaver's crappy cameo at the end was shocking. I didn't mind hers because it was during the credits and it didn't That's take totally. away. It wasn't distracting. It, to me, I actually liked it because I think... I, I, don't, I, I love Sigourney Weaver. Out of all of the cameos, she was the one I liked the most. Right. And also, it was not part of the main plot or like uh, detracted from the drama or not the drama, but what was happening on screen. But I really do think the more I think about it, it was a... I really am curious to see when this movie was shot and when The Force Awakens came out. Because I'm sure that they would have been watching it being like, fuck, here's another big franchise whose sequel took... I think it was almost 20... This is like... If you're calling Return of the Jedi the last movie before this one, it was almost the same amount of time from Ghostbusters 2 to this one. Let's see how they do it. And it's like they did two different models. One was the continue on the story, have the torch passing, or let's just cut it free. But let's just sprinkle some of the actors in it. And I'm curious to see if they watched and took notes and were like, oh, fuck, theirs went really well. Should we change it? Or it was just like, uh, who cares? This movie's going to be make only, we only want to make this amount. It's okay if we don't get those people on board. Like, I'm really curious about how this movie got made still. And it's amazing that it did get made, which I love that it got made, but I really want to hear some more like juicy goss about, you know, I want some WikiLeaks to happen. You know, come on, if you're listening, Julian, do your fucking thing. Leak some more emails of that during this movie when it got made. I want to know why these cameos happened. What happened? I don't know about the cameos, but Katie Dippold said she didn't want to have them reprise their original 
characters because yeah. she didn't want it to be like where are they now like she wanted those stories yeah. to be then I can cut what they were have them not be in it or have them voice ghosts or if you need them in any respect oh, Slimer was so bad too. well no what about Miss Slimer yeah that's what I mean like that whole was just that was just yucky was that just Paul Feig literally sticking his finger up at MRAs do you think being like <laughs> hey look look what I've done to your Slimer now like was that literally it <laughs> do you think that was that was the first thought that came from my head yeah. and Stay Puft Marshmallow it kind of worked but then no. it had them being like like smooshed against the camera was I just think there. again that, that that's that, that Slime is an iconic ghost Stay Puft Marshmallow is just make some great new iconic ghosts the new Star Wars had some amazing new iconic aliens without having to have Yoda in it or without having to have like you know like it's you know, I just found that really odd to have this feature icons and iconography. It was almost like that was subconsciously still massage and you're going, it's okay to have female. Go-. And I'm like, I know it's okay. I'm so, de- I love it, but just stop reminding me of the other one. Have yeah. the, cut yourself off more. I think it could have been braver and just not, and yeah, had no, not as many nods to the original. But, you know, given the response it had in the lead up to the yeah. film coming out and the fact that before it even came out, there was this concerted campaign by dudes and they showed us all dudes to give it one star reviews yeah, on IMDb before it even came out. I can understand why they try to play it safe with so that's, that's to me is when I say it's nostalgia by committee, then it's literally like to me, that's what I feel maybe Paul Fig and Katie Dipple didn't get to make the film that it originally was because it would have been studio being like, we really need a Slimer scene. You know what those dudes love? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been on their Facebook accounts. Or they all have Slimer as their avatar. You need to chuck in a Slimer. Oh, and I'm, I'm just like, to me, that's a bummer if that's the case. I don't want that to be the case. Hopefully this movie will do well and it'll do a sequel and it won't have any nods to the original it, Yeah, films. that's what I really want to happen. Yep. I would really love for that to happen. But I just find... I, that's Yeah, that, that's why I think it's like they would have seen, look at this backlash. Give them a Stay Puft Marshmallow. Show it in the trailer and they'll think it's in the movie for more than 10 seconds. Like, the, other, but other than the, um, you know, the, 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 the cameos, the, the the rest of the cast, obviously, the, the, the two four actors as the main Ghostbusters Andy were, were great. Andy Garcia was great. Yeah. Chris Andy Hemsworth. Garcia, Chris, Sorry, Chris Hemsworth was amazing. Was incredible. What was I losing my mind at? Oh, the biggest laugh of the whole Michael movie. Michael Cat. Yes, Michael Cat yeah. yeah. was just... That was That's such a Can stupid bring... joke and I just... It, it, it shouldn't it have been that funny me. and it was so funny because everyone in that scene was on fire. Yeah. Just that... It, on, yeah, that was like... Fuego. I was I was, I was laughing out loud, so to speak, during yeah. that scene. It was hilarious. But yeah, you know... From the start, I loved the start. I thought it was great. The Jared, Jared, Jared from... Uh, oh, from yeah. Talking about the face the day. Yeah. In that <laughs> He was mansion. amazing. As yeah, yeah, he yeah. was great. And it was as good as, you know, the library scene in Ghostbusters. In, like, all those enslaving intro. elephants and like... Yeah, the was, anti-Irish fence. Uh, yeah, was just, the anti-Irish yeah, It was one... He, he played it so great like straight camp he's love just the so ghosts good as well i loved the way they looked and the, oh, the special effects were fucking amazing special effects were great like i they think really oh, that was probably my favorite thing about the whole movie i've as I much as seen... i didn't like oh the, yeah um i didn't like the I, I guess it was a nod to zool at the end because when zool at the end of ghostbusters one's like what form do you want me to take and ray imagines the marshmallow man yeah, because yeah. he's friendly i didn't like how they're just like that cool ghost we saw earlier that's a nice the symbol cute. yeah that was shit and then it animated to the animated series ghost and yeah, then yeah. became i'm like why and it wasn't scary like to me the stay puff marshmallow man was actually scary because he didn't really have an expression he was happy and then when he got angry he had these like oh, really like yeah. and he didn't make a noise and didn't talk he was kind of just yeah but i just found the villain the fact it looked like the ghost in the symbol, I was like, that was a bit dumb. But I yeah. want to talk about the villain a lot too, who I thought was terrible. Yeah, I agree with you. He, was, I think when he, when he was introduced, I loved how creepy he was. Yeah. And then it just kind of fizzled out to nothing. And then he doesn't really like, 
when he was just suddenly that big ghost at the end, he wasn't really doing anything, just knocking buildings over. And it shit. was Chris Hemsworth, basically. Yeah. Like it was he was because Chris Hemsworth was him more so that when he was being bad. Yeah, but I, my biggest problem, and this is like such a nerdy problem, <laughs> is that th- I hated that the um in the final big battle, yeah. their weapons kind of like because the whole point of the weapons is that the main rays that they use hold the ghosts and then they put in them place, in the, go- in the traps and, and then they set a trap and they get sucked How into the trap they blasting them but then they're all blasting and holding yeah. and then like ripping them in half and that's what I was trying to figure out I, I, I want to know the, this new technology because I got so used to you could, that you could I got, only I, I hated that it, I hated that it annoyed me so much but that you could only ever wrangle a ghost and the, like it, originally you'd use a proton pack and the proton stream to wrangle a ghost and then you'd slide the trap out to get it and like yeah. you could never kill a ghost at one point they it. use a proton pack to Put like move a ghost further away from them as yeah. opposed to bringing them in. That I was weird. Th- yeah, I need some. I, I did love that one really powerful weapon that sucked the ghost that in and it shredded them. Yeah, that was sick. And but. I like the, the the boxing gloves, so to speak, where you threw punches and it like shot out proton. That was cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. MacArthur used like that was sick. Yeah, but were, I, 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 I was like, why do I have a problem with this? This is such a dumb thing to have a no, problem with. No, it's not. It's like you need to have in-universe explanations. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, and if, yeah, if you start seeing from that. I mean, yeah, the intro was great. Um, I was very relieved. This would have been the one throwback I would have liked. When I keep saying I don't want any nostalgia, the fact it did use the original theme, the, like... You know, when yeah, the yeah, credits, yeah. the opening. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, that's awesome yeah, with yeah. the the screaming and the credits. That was sick. I was like, cool. That was. I'm glad it wasn't another throwback that, that I would have liked that wasn't in there. Oh, sorry, one throwback that I would have liked that wasn't in there was the um the sound of their siren. It was, a, lo- it was a different one, wasn't it? Yo, you see that? <laughs> I love. It was like my favorite. That was my fa- like, favorite thing when I was a kid that that, that that the car made that. I always wanted like a a replica Ecto one that made that, that made that noise. I really did but- like that. Uh, the mayor's people and the government people were like. Do you know how many laws you're breaking driving around that vehicle yeah. with that siren? Matt like, Walsh from from V. Yes. Yes. he was excellent in, in in that role. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. I liked that. And Ed Begley Jr. Ed Begley Jr. Fuck, was great. Was great. But I just liked people calling, like, kind of calling out things that could not have happened in the original. Like, yeah, the price of the firehouse and the fact of you're driving around using a siren on a vehicle, you're not allowed to use it. Like, yeah, I, I like that. That was cute. Which um, what did you like? I did like the Chris Hemsworth stupid dancing. At, at the, the end, end. Sure. that I, was a lot of fun. Wait, let's talk about those credits. So, has this movie got a subtitle in some countries? Because in some reviews, I'm noticing it being called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. The opening credits here were called, and why did the movie end and then have it went to a screen and said Ghostbusters Answer the Call, and then we saw a dance sequence with them? Like that was one thing that I'm like going, "What the fuck?" That was just crowd pleasing. That was. But that was our, that's a scene that was cut out of the movie. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so that was one of the 18 minutes he forced them all to dance to the Bee Gees. Oh, really? Right. But then now they've turned it to closing credits. Right. Okay, sure. But I, I know the well. single, which is going around... Oh, no, that's called I Ain't Fra- uh, I'm Not Afraid or something. But yeah, I think in some territories it's been called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. I think. I've had to try to have a look. Well, there, there was a show in like the 40s or something called Ghostbusters. And so they do have problems yeah. with certain rights. So, yeah, there. I just found it weird that it ended after showing, like, going through the credits and then turned on again, and so to speak, if it was a TV show and showed the logo, but now we've answered the call and then we watched a dance sequence to the new Ghostbusters Fallout Boy song. I was like... <laughs> no, it I wasn't had- that song. It was a Mark Ronson song with ASAP oh, Rocky. That's right. And I had a lot of... ASAP Ferg, I didn't enjoy that. No, no, of course not. I was yeah. like, well, this is... It's good. impossible to enjoy any music in a... In a um- in a Sony movie. Oh fuck! Sorry, just to take it right back to what we were talking about earlier. How good was the use of Sonic Youth in in? Oh, you haven't you haven't got to that bit yet. Holy shit! In, in Mr. Robot, the oh, second episode, whoa. Sonic Youth, okay. my, one of my favorite Holy Sonic shit. Youth songs. Which song? Um, 10, 20, 30, 40, 
Tell me. That's it. What's the song again? Awesome. Um, it's off the. It's off their most famous album. It's a teenage. Nah, no. we'll figure it out later. Oh, total blank. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's brilliant. Sorry, I was just thinking That's about a, that show uses music so well. I was about. I was about to say like, oh, it was so good when Sonic Youth was. There. I was like, wait, that wasn't Ghostbusters. That was Mr. <laughs> Rover. Um, so the characters, yes. Yeah, so you meet, you know, McCarthy. You meet. Well, you. Fi- I liked finding out that they'd already had a fight. I thought that was a cool way. Of meeting it like from that point, I was like, "This is very different to the Ghostbusters that I know." And also, none of the characters were ever trying to be carbon copies or of a, of a male equivalent. Yeah. Everybody seemed to be their own character. Like they all had shades of all of the characters, because sometimes Kate McKinnon would be a bit the closest thing to Bill Murray's character, perhaps with kind of quips that were neither here nor there to the main storyline but would just make you go that's hilarious it was, but then she was uh, also was the bull- tech person like Egon was and it like- was bull- the song was Sonic Youth song was Bull in the Heather by the way oh, oh good. yes <laughs> go on. but uh, yeah I like that I like that you know they besides Leslie Jones being African American just like uh, uh, who um, who played Winston in uh, Ernie Hudson Ernie Hudson sorry yeah being the everyday person other than that like everyone else was kind of uh, an amalgamation of their roles i love that um kate mckinnon's character was so unapologetic unapologetically eccentric that, yeah that great according to paul Feig. Yeah, that graded you that graded me I, I i thought that it was amusing sometimes yeah and then like, same as chris hemsworth yeah. his his dumbness i thought got too gimmicky and they went back so I didn't to think that it was dumbness. I just found I, I found his dumbness it got so dumb that it became eccentricness because he was just like <laughs> almost like somebody on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yeah, like, I, I wish I could remember like, there were certain Jim, moments though I was just like, okay, enough of this. Like, I, like he wasn't Jim Carrey dumb to me towards the end. I was like, he's actually like insane. Like when he's like, which photo is better for me for the doctor? Me listening to the saxophone or me <laughs> That was it. brilliant. And that I was, was like, yeah. he's fucked. Like he's yeah, literally yeah. fucked. That, that kind of, some of that stuff was good. But then like, I don't know, when he... When he falls down at the end, and then like when the when the ghost comes out, and he's like, "Oh, ice cream!" It just cuts to him, and he says, "Ice cream!" At one point, and I like I him though when he just got the sandwich. Oh, that was yeah. brilliant! And he's and like, he, and, "No, and, I went there to get some." Food. And Melissa McCarthy throws it away from him, and then he goes, "Oh, a little little help, please!" And then Someone they just, just throw it right back, and he eats it. That was great. It was great. No, but, I, but I, there, there, there were there were equal I could good see the moments. I could see and, the and bad moments. I could see the. But Kate McKinnon, I I uh, I was so excited for her because she yeah. was my favorite thing about the trailers. Just her, she looks like just so many weird moments and I loved like, you know, the bit where she puts the purple wig on and hides in amongst other mannequins. Um, But I don't know, like I I really like, (laughs) there were a few jokes that were really out of place and more often than not, it was her that was making them. I hated the queef joke and I fucking love queef jokes. Um, Going on the record here, Andrew Levin's (laughs) big big fan of queef jokes. jokes. Queef Uh, jokes. uh, Me, I like beef jokes. Uh, You like reef jokes. You know what I'm talking about. Where where they make... make, um, They're playing the the tape and they're like, oh, we've got a recording. They get Kristen Wiig to come come really close to listen to this recording. And she farts. And she farts. And then she goes, would would it surprise you if if I told you that one came from the front? And no one in the cinema laughed. I was just like, what the fuck? No one laughed. That wasn't it. And I found like actually found a lot of jokes in this did not land. But I would say it was even 50-50 ones that landed and ones that didn't. Yeah. yeah. I didn't find it like every joke landed, but I did laugh a lot throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, no, there were some fantastic jokes in it. Yeah. There and was some... a point where I was like clutching the chair because I was laughing so much. Does, does the original movie, was it set at nighttime a lot and quite gothic? Uh, I think part? it was just, it just seemed a or lot Or they just darker. parts that I remember because I found this movie, 
not this isn't a criticism at all, but it's like sunny and bright all the time. And maybe that's just pulled. And then all the, the, the whole final last battle, that's a, it's not nighttime. It just becomes night once that portal gets yeah. opened. Yeah. Um, it was, and, I found it very well, and, and sunny. Then all, all the, but all the specters are so brightly colored and fantastic. Yeah. Like, I, I love it. reminded the, me of like, you know, that reminds me of like the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. Yeah, 100%. Like that's what these guys I reckon they like. totally took um, uh, you know, a bit of a... Uh, the inspiration from that It's just see, funny I love to... seeing that tall ghost With the big hat The long arms like, He looks like Jack see... Skellington Yeah like I don't need to see Slimer I don't need to see Stay Puff That shit was the best I yeah. need these new characters And the pilgrim ghosts Were like scary it Reminded me of like Pirates of the Caribbean With the dead army ghost Like you know The dead ghosts Yeah totally I don't know if this uh, Conspiracy theory But um, maybe the reason It's really bright Is that with 3D 3D makes the oh. film Quite dark You know what You're probably right But I saw a 2D version Me Did too Did you see a 2D version yeah, I saw it too. Yeah, that could have something to do with it. But I did find it like quite, not in a bad way, but it was everything was outside and everything was sunny all the time. And I was like, I remember the other one being like said, you know, New York at night and just a lot of iconic New Yorkness. And it was quite, maybe it was because it was around, but oh no, it, was, it predated Burton's Batman. But I, maybe, you know what, it's probably, it wasn't gothic, but I'm just remembering gargoyles becoming alive and nighttime opening, like above, uh, the opening above uh, Dana's apartment and stuff like that. So I think I have... I'm falsely remembering it as quite gothic. It's not. You know, the worst thing about the cameos is that my favourite member of the original Ghostbusters movie didn't have one. Well, he's a bust. Rick Moranis. Oh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, he doesn't do acting at all. That's he's the only reason he, why he, he just makes country music now. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, fully yeah. retired. But uh, uh, yeah, no, that's... Um, oh, there was a Game of Thrones guy. Oh, which one? I don't was remember. He? Oh, maybe he wasn't. Who what was, was it? What was, was the old teacher at the... College. Oh yeah, Charles Dance. Yeah, that is Tywin Lannister. Okay, cool. See, I thought yes. I knew that. Is yes, that's it? right. He's, yes. been in, he's been in lots of other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I really liked like yeah her. You know, I I, th- I thought they were all great, new, yeah. unique characters. They never really had to lean on. See, because I liked the characters so much. It not so much. Like I'm not going to wear a t-shirt with my favorite one on them. But I did like that they were very original and different and completely enjoyable and people I wanted to keep watching. That when they did lean on. You know the old characters in a weird way. I just didn't like that, like the cameos and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I thought the introduction was great. I liked meeting them, not being friends, and having a falling out, and that they've written this book that she's ashamed of. Like I thought all of that was super interesting. Um, I think Kristen Wiig was my favorite overall. Yeah, I found her great. I loved her the way she acted around Chris Hemsworth as well. Like it was dumb and stupid, and you know some people I've seen complain even about that, being <laughs> like, "Oh, it's stupid that you know like a real feminist reading," and people have been saying, "Oh, it sucks that they're you know they're still." Uh, groveling over traditionally attractive men. It's like, shut oh up. Off. It's a Paul oh, Feig no. And only one of them was. Like, I yeah. love that Melissa McCarthy actively did not find him attractive. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, that was him. excellent. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I love that um, Kate McKinnon is, like, normally in any other movie, the weirdo is, like, really unattractive yeah. and she's really, like... But, yeah, she's, uh, like... I found she's, like, a cool punk, in but a way. Paul Feig confirmed mm. in an interview more or less recently that her character is gay, but the studio made him not mention that. Or, and wow. It's cut out, which is another thing where I'm like, I how just, much... I just assumed that her and Melissa McCarthy's character were together. Yeah. Really? And I don't need a scene of them kissing or anything yeah, like that to, to confirm right. that. I just, no, like, but there was... In my head, that's what they are, and yeah, that's, that's cool. That's interesting. I like that. That's a cool reading. Um, but, yeah, and just from hearing that... I was like, well, I wonder what else was changed, and which made me think of the the phoned in cameos, etc. Mm. Because I mean, it is a risk. Sony, are fr- we've got to look at it as well as they're pretty much franchiselessness at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, but Kitty Pride is doing some amazing 
aerobics, acrobatics with she's, Lee yeah, Tran's bag. Angus's cat has taken a liking to your bag, Lee Tran. <laughs> she's always the, welcome to the fam. She's the slimer, isn't she? <laughs> you know, if they rebooted Hey Fam, that'd still have Kitty in it somehow, and it'll yeah. make everybody angry. Angus, did you when we were setting up? You said you read some of the hacked emails from the Sony leak. Yeah, so I did read a bunch. I read Paul Figg's pitch originally, which was a bit different. Um, oh God, I wish I had it now to read from because I've read so much in the last 12 hours about this film. I think it was more or less the same. They'd written a book. They weren't popular. There was no... He was adamant that there'd been no other Ghostbusters. It was a clean break. Maybe the big change was the villain. I think the villain wasn't as... there there, There was a time where a villain had gotten killed years ago by the electric chair and then that was the villain ghost, which they kind of did have in a way... I'm not sure if this is from his, but one of the interesting leaks from the, the famous Sony leaks, which, as we said, you know, said Spider-Man needs to have an EDM song and <laughs> amazing, you know, and, and, and other amazing things was that it, there was talk of them suing Bill Murray it, to, into being in this movie, essentially. And an email to, from, it may have been Amy Pascal to a lawyer and the lawyer saying, oh, I'm flattered you picked me to do this. So that's really insane. And again, I'm just like, how many people were behind this? And How many, how many people are only in this uh, movie because they thought they'd be sued? Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. It, it is it is interesting. Like, to me, this movie unfortunately doesn't seem to be made 100%, <laughs> my cat, uh, made from the right place. Paul Feig is by all intentions. Katie uh, Dippold is, all the acting, but I'm talking about the higher powers that be. For me, it's just, it doesn't seem like a, it's 100% been made from the right, like from the, 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 the good feeling place. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think in reality, very few films are made. Sony's very problematic too. Like they don't have a franchise, which is like they did, it was Spider-Man and it tanked and now they've had to run to Marvel to be like, make our Spider-Man great, make Spider-Man great again, essentially. <laughs> they don't have a franchise and they're really banking. I mean, you saw the logo at the start, Ghost Core, which is a new brand, which is run by Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman within Sony because in two more years, we're getting a new Ghostbusters TV series animated they're going to start expanding the universe. They want it to. They now want a DC and a Marvel universe of Ghostbusters. And remember when there was another at, at the same time. This has already started filming. There was talks of another Ghostbusters being made with, with Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, and Channing Tatum. Huh. Which I think I would they, totally watch that. I would watch that. But I think they should also be with, in the movie with these four Ghostbusters that we just met. Like have more Ghostbusters join this crew and have a big crew. You or, know ha- I mean? or have them be a rival Ghostbusters Or have them be like West Coast Ghostbusters. And yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. Like, hopefully that happens. I know basically what well, everybody knows. Um, they're, they're, they're trying to declare it that, yeah, there's going to be a big Ghostbusters. They want it to be this big, big franchise. But then again, I'm like, can this thing that was a blockbuster but now viewed upon as a cult film, can it be the big end all franchise that, they really want. I think you've got to do it by focusing on, on the ghosts and on the supernatural stuff a bit more in the future. Cause that was like, it was very much a character movie. And like you said, even like the bad guy when the, in the past, it has been a supernatural figure. Let's talk about the bad guy. Earth, let's speak about, let's speak about Rowan in this. Cause he was something which I thought kind of stood out compared to any of the other ghostbusters where it has just been pure ghost or evil or a demon from another dimension. And this which, is like a, you know, a poor, a poor dude who, I, I mean, like there are lots of but moments. was he? Little, we didn't, how do we know that? Because we well, saw, we no, he pictures. was, he kind of is, is like the kind of guy that would, you know, almost be inspired to do a Go mass a, shooting, yeah. right? Like, and then I feel like there were lots of like. But I didn't like, get enough of that. All I know is that 
we were told he was bullied because somebody we were only told he was bullied because characters told us he was no weird. He, he was bullied like on uh, when by people at his work you know just go down get the go down there and do a freak show yeah but that's me I just felt I don't know it was not. And then the two, the, 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 um, his waitresses, ref- um, like going, no, I, I served him last time. You have to serve him this yeah, time. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get an, I don't know. To me, it was just very like, I mean, it is Ghostbusters and a family movie about, this was much more a family movie than the other two I found, but much more, it is about busting ghosts. And so I do, I don't, I'm not angry that it didn't give me more of him or why he's obsessed and stuff. It was just very surface of Lance. It's like, oh, we had our book and the waitress doesn't like him and but, they think I mean, he's weird. Yeah. Like, Look I'm at the like, Marvel movies. Like, that's like, I, think, I feel like, like blockbusters need probably a surface right. level vi- villain, really. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess every villain can't be uh, the Joker or Kylo Ren. <laughs> just like the tragic <laughs> yeah. Shakespearean. I, I, I love a little tragedy with my No, villains. man, I like villains more than heroes. And yeah, me like, too. Uh, I mean, a hero to me is only as good as their villain. Yeah, you know, I, I like it. I Moral, a morally ambiguous character is the best kind. Um, uh, Han Solo. I've got to stop talking about Star Wars. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm trying to find, um, yeah, these other franchises that this Ghost Corps brand is hoping to bring, which I don't know if Dan Aykroyd being a part of it and in charge is necessarily. Yeah, I just feel like the, there was definitely like the older movies, there was a bit more personality to the ghosts themselves. I mean, certainly yep. because the main main villains were actual ghosts, so yep. that you have to dedicate okay, a lot of Zool. time to that. So, and did you like the weird post-credits? What? Zool? At the yeah, end. Yeah, I was like, dumb. again, stop this. Stop, being, stop doing these cutesy things. Like, yeah, it's a dumb movie about catching ghosts, but it is, you know... It, it it is a film that existed. Stop throwing back to it if you're trying to be so separate. Like that to me is my bottom line. I thought it was great as standalone Ghostbusters. I'm excited for it. I hope there's more Ghostbusters movies because it's one of my favorite franchises. It's such a cool idea. Just took- give Fig the benefit of the doubt. Get the, car- the, 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 the those four cast members back. Get it Chris Hemsworth. It can be a different director. No, but I just feel like let Fig make the movie he wants to make with those girls. He like, had the I'm- chance. Sony fuck up all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a Sony fuck up. He Fuck he will make another movie with all those girls. It's literally all he does. Yeah, like, it's not like we're not gonna see, not and that wasn't a dig at all. Like we're gonna see him make movies with them again. That's fine. Maybe someone else needs to do go. Like originally before he was the final director, uh, Chris Lord and Phil Miller were d- the final director signed on, which could have been interesting. I yeah, mean, totally. I'm curious to see them doing Ghostbusters. I necessarily don't need to see them do well, Chris Pratt and Channing Tatum's Ghostbusters because no. then it's basically 21 Jump Street Ghostbusters. <laughs> we don't need that. But maybe give it to different people each time, you know. I don't know. I and, and you know, Ivan Reitman still produced this one, so he was still all across it. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, exactly. Yeah, I just I don't know. It. Rowan, I just found a bit pro- just he was just weird for being the sake of weird and wasn't ever threatening. Like it was scary. Like Zul was scary when I watched Ghostbusters. The painting, I told you, Vigo scared the shit out of me. I was also twenty years younger. Uh, yeah, his his voice, especially when it was just his voice, that was very unthreatening and felt very understated. Yeah, and, like, and when he was a cartoon cutesy ghost with a bow tie as a villain, but he end. was just like, "Hey, what are you? What are you? I'm going to get you. I'm gonna yeah, come, I'm going to come I and get you, lady Ghostbusters." And they really spoke about how much Chris Hemsworth worked out. Was that in his contract? He got called what the Clark Kent thing. I, I know they're like the, the, he got called a flying beefcake at one point, which I thought was a funny nod to Thor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you go in March 2015. Uh, Ghost Core was a production company formed within Sony, so it's a new company, and it includes Dan Aykroyd, Ivan Reitman, and a, a bunch of other names. But they're tasks with new branding opportunities for Ghostbusters that include films, TV shows, and merchandise. Crazy. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I believe Ivan Reitman saying that. The original film was born out of an idea for an expanded universe. Yeah, it doesn't sound. I don't think so. I think it's like a movie that people were like, this will never work. And that's why it was, you know, (laughs) kind of low budget and not big. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. 
Yeah, but look, I think uh, at the end of the day, Ghostbusters is definitely a movie that you should go and see. I mean, hopefully for listening now, it means you've seen it. It's 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 just you know, I mean, it, it is it definitely fits in the mold of the block of a, of a blockbuster in that there are you know moments that you can't stand alongside moments that you absolutely adore. But I feel like the latter you know is is more prominent than the, than the uh, former on that one. The, what, what was what was the? There's more there's there's more stuff to love than there is to to hate. In this oh, movie. it's so enjoyable. I had a ball when I see. A bunch of people walking around with proton packs busting ghosts. I don't give a shit what sex they are. Like, they were <laughs> right, great. Just care about how those proton packs work. Yeah, I just care about the <laughs> continuity within universe. It was it was great. I loved it. I had a ball. I would def. I've, as soon as I left, I told my parents, I was like, oh, you've got to go see it. Like, we saw the original. It's so fun. And they're like, we can't wait to see it. Um, I loved it. I, I love that there's a new Ghostbusters. I had such a fun time seeing it. There are things that, for me, stopping it from loving it as much as the early ones and that's got to do with me being a kid when I watched them and you like anything when you're a kid more it's dumb to say otherwise and I'm not saying my childhood was ruined it wasn't I had a great childhood I also had a great adulthood and I've watched a new Ghostbusters in that adulthood you know what I mean what a shit thing to say (laughs) Um, yeah I'd recommend anyone go see it and I'm really curious to see I hopefully it does go well it's still too early to tell Sony already saying we're on board and we want to do more they also said that after two recent franchises which collapsed. So, I think that's what Sony say. They probably said that before Pixels came out too, right? I think they did. I think they <laughs> uh, started Pixel Core, which uh, would have overseen uh, all of them. Yeah, no, I, I think it was great. And I really think, you know, if you have been on the fence about it, go see it. Agreed. It's fun. It's one of the most entertaining films I've seen in, in a long while. And I agree. You just feel good and you laugh. All the, like, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's the polar opposite of Batman v Superman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah. These Ghostbusters don't shoot people. Yeah. I think box office-wise, it did solid but not great. Sure. And the budget was maybe 140 mil. Um, and it maybe did like maybe 40 mil in the opening weekend. Okay. But I'm hoping like, say, Pitch Perfect or Bridesmaids where... Over time, it did really, really well because of word of mouth. I hope it kind of grows yeah, that way. Unfortunately, yeah, it is. It's it, like I said, this movie is just. It's amazing that we get to see it after all the hurdles it went yes. through, after the horrible, horrible, horrible backlash. Which is, I it make that makes I, I get so angry. Even describe. I'm not even going to say what the backlash was. We all know what it is. We're all sick of reading about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. The and it's that, still going. Like you read the comments yeah, today still. It's still going. And that's just fucking stupid. Like that's just, that's one of the things that's wrong with the current state of the world. We're yeah. getting very political right now. Yeah. <laughs> but go, yeah, if you are on the fence, go see it. Like yeah. what the fuck, if you don't like it, you lose, you know, 20 bucks. Who cares? Yeah. Like, but if you do like it, amazing. You've got a new Ghostbusters movie. Like shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a pretty hard to hate movie. Yeah, that's it's the a, thing. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's a crowd pleaser. It's corny and goofy, but yeah, so with the originals, you idiots. Yeah. Um, I just saw here, this is the next thing in the franchise coming. It's called Ghostbusters Ecto Force and it's being developed by Ivan Reitman and will focus on new generation of Ghostbusters in the year 2050. Hmm. And it deals with teams capturing ghosts from around the world with some very cool gear, direct quote, uh, because there is a lot of different ghost laws in China, Japan, and Korea, for example. Oh, do you think that's just to cater to the Chinese box office? Yes. Yes. It's a TV series. It's going to be an animated series. So who even knows what will happen? 
guys. Um, this yeah. week on Serious Issues, which is a comic book podcast that I um, that I run, uh, we do a, we, a review of New Superman, which is a new book about a Superman in China. Oh, oh yeah, and, uh, it's a guy who does. He's a bit of a jerk, right? From what I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's written by an um, awesome writer called Gene Luing Yang, and um, he wrote American Born Chinese, which is a really great creator-owned title, but. In it, there's a not just a new Superman in China. There's also like a pre-existing Batman and Wonder Woman, and apparently a Chinese Justice League. Wow! Which, it's a very very fun book, but possibly I'm not I'm not sure. I just know that Batman v Superman really didn't. The main reason it didn't hit that billion mark is because it bombed in China. Wow! Because how interesting. Chinese, the Chinese uh, Chinese audiences aren't familiar with those characters, of course. Um, and so, yet, Warcraft did really well there. Warcraft, well, Warcraft is getting a sequel because it did well in China yeah. and nowhere else. I mean, they love. It. I mean, Warcraft Blizzard War- games are huge. Looks like Warcraft. I mean, obviously, Korea it's big, but China too. Like Warcraft is going to get a um, a sequel that might be solely aimed. At the, at Chinese the Chinese market. market, it might be one of the first. Isn't that crazy? And, and that will be like an ongoing thing. I oh, think, that's as well. that's it for life now. Like, yeah, that'll be it. That, that's where the money's at. It's, like, and they, and they, they, I reckon like it'll be like another year or two, and ch- the Chinese market will be bigger than, than the American market. Yeah, that's true. Isn't that crazy? Doubt. I mean, yeah. look at the casting for Rogue One, Donnie Yang. <coughs> so yeah, next week let's chat about. Uh, you know, it'll be out of date by then, but you know the new reaction to the new Star Wars stuff we saw at Celebration over the weekend. Yeah, we're going to talk about Pokemon Go and. Uh, other stuff Lee Tran um, what are you going to talk about on your next podcast oh I need to like actually edit the ones I've already done how many have you got in the back uh, I did one with Helen Yee from Grab Your Four and she was really amazing but it's just as you know I don't know how you do three podcasts Levens it's just having a full time job and all that stuff trying to sit on your butt for hours on end and edit well no my my thing now is just uh, have confidence in what you've recorded and don't edit it that's what we do now basically yeah 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 because even like the moments of me of us like telling my cat to go away, I think they're those classic moments. You know, like, <laughs> they're the moments what... people stop us in the street and say, "Hey, Angus, I loved it when your cat did a yeah. shit mid mid podcast." Speaking of uh, people stopping us, we got a really lovely email today. Uh, and if you ever want to just tell us what you want to hear more of in Hey Fam or less of, we're not going to take your advice at all uh, because this is our podcast and we have microphones and you don't. But please let us know at Hey. Fam podcast, podcast at gmail. gmail. It was really lovely and it got- made me get really emotional. It was a nice email. And also it was Monday morning. And- yeah, we might read it out next week. We got, we got some nice emails. Uh, How about we print it out, cut up the words and then play, paste it back together and read that out. Perfect. Like a that serial killer. Um, of course, you can find us online at facebook.com slash heyfampodcast. Let Lots us know. Heyfam stuff's in the pipeline. I was going to say that like, Ballers is back. We've got Suicide Squad coming out. We like, have like guests lined up for like the next four episodes too, like, which is a, pretty exciting. Yeah, we've got... This has been some real... Like we, we, we our show ebbs and flows with uh, the US summer, it seems. Also, we've got to touch on the pocket-sized NES, which was revealed literally after last week's episode. Yeah. We hit stop on the recorder, which... Um, Again, it might be very similar to my views on Ghostbusters. I'm all about innovation and separating, but just don't do some phoned-in nostalgia for next the week, sake ne- Next week, we have a guest on who is very much in the video game yeah. uh, world, so we'll be talking at length about that kind of stuff. But enough about Hey Fam. Let's talk about the unbearable lightness of being hungry, Lee Train Lamb's podcast. Where can we find it? Uh, you can find it on iTunes or you can download it directly from theunbearablelightnessofbeinghungry.com, which I know is a lot to type, but... Do it once well, and bookmark it. Exactly. Or, or just, you know, do it enough that it automatically recognizes it as soon as you hit T. 
Does that happen? Have you have you crushed that? Have you, have you do you yeah? Visit, I think probably. Do you visit it more than Twitter now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I have an excuse of having it auto load when I type the letter T. Perfect. Um, and uh, you can find Lee Tran online at Lee Tran Lamb on uh, various social medias. Yeah, and I've done a few podcasts with you in the past. That's true. You've been on my food podcast, The Mitchin. Um, you should come talk about comic books sometime. I do the whole set. Oh, I haven't read any comic books for a long Lee time. Lee Tran Lamb's on Instagram. <laughs> She's got a lot of followers. Five K, five point four. It's very good. <laughs> Lots of good shots. Thanks for stalking me, writer, writer, right of this moment. It should be said that it's about seven degrees outside, and Angus is wearing shorts. <laughs> oh, I walked home from work catching Pokemon, <laughs> so I was really, I was in a sweaty mess. Uh, uh, before. I was planning to shower before, but then um, just, just even sounding more. Like someone that would wear shorts, I had to go to Bunnings to pick up something before you guys came, which is why I pushed it to eight. Well, you can follow that sweaty mess on Twitter and Instagram at Jimmy Changus is Angus, and you can find me at LevDog L E V D A W G. What do you guys think about changing your username? Is that like a thing, or are you like you can't do it because so much is associated with it? I, I, I love that it's just LevDog, even yeah. though like very few people actually call me that. I don't know why I just like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, in general, in general. You you think are you thinking about changing your no, name? No, I'm not. Like I oh, find Jimmy Changus is hot. Yeah, it's, property, it's, it's going to be me. I don't like it, but it's done. It's the same as Love Dog. No one's ever called me that. But I'm just like, I get kind of disarmed when someone changes their avatar after a long standing time. And then I'm like, what was the thought process? Let's let's answer that in a future episode. Yeah. Maybe email us. <laughs> Heyfanpodcast at gmail.com. Leetran, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and, and enjoying our conversation thank with you. us. Yeah. Oh, I, thanks I like- for having me. It was such a delight. And special shout outs to Will. Yeah, if you're listening, I will. <laughs> we He's know definitely are. listening. He's gonna like text me as soon as he hears this, Aww. which will be like four seconds after this drops on iTunes. What did Will think of Ghostbusters? Oh, interesting. <laughs> I like to throw one of the bus. <laughs> I liked it a lot more than him, and I think he has complicated feelings about it. A bit like he said after watching Force Awakens, he needed time to figure out what he actually felt about it. Well, I look forward to him seeing like this it? movie five times. I think he's sort of... Oh, God. You need like another two hours to discuss how he felt about it. I'll, I'll go chat to him about it one day. Yeah, do that. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Fan. We will see you next week. Bye. 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 Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.